2: You are now tapped into the coolest reptile podcast in the world. Welcome to Trap Talk Reptile Podcast. I'm your boy, MJ. This is your first time tapping in what is good do your boy a favor hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell that way you're on top of every single podcast i drop here on this channel you catch every highlight anything related to reptiles either keeping breeding admiring all the above this is the channel to subscribe to so make sure you hit you that notification bell you won't be slept on drop a comment too let me know what you're liking uh the most out of each uh episode that i drop let me know if you like what i'm doing let me know if you don't drop a comment give me your info back Uh, back to me and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you to all my love and support. I got to say, you know, if you're, about doing what i do um as far as wanting to know more about these reptiles you're basically spending your life with me and uh, thank you for spending your life with me man and let's 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 do this together and let's have some fun man um i gotta say uh shout to all the trappers out there shout to all my uh patreon members if you're looking for exclusive content and if you want to tap in more than what you see here on the podcast if you want to grow within the industry more and tap into some of the biggest names in the game then you're going to want to go down to the very first link that you see in the description below join the trap talk patreon family soon as you join the Patreon family, you get a link to the Discord, which taps you in with over 150 trappers in the building, uh, over 25 channels to just go at it on, and it's so much fun, so much learning, uh, so much you know knowledge, and then you could actually be put on to some projects. You never know. Uh, shout out to my trappers, I love you guys. Uh, follow me on Instagram, okay? TrapGod619 on IG, that's where I'm mostly active, where I have all my projects and you know animals I work with, because I'm a lot more than just a podcaster, I'll tell you that much. Animal Keeper first, podcaster second. Uh, but yeah, Trap Talk, Trap Talk God 619 on IG, and then go follow the podcast's platforms as well. The Trap Talk podcast on Instagram and also Trap Talk podcast on Facebook. If you're on Facebook right now, show me some love. Drop a like, drop a heart, whatever you could drop for your boy. I appreciate it. Thank you for tapping in. Uh, I also see all the people in there and the early birds, man. Early birds are cracking right now. I'll get to you guys in just a second, but I do wanna say that tonight's episode is brought to you by Clutch head over to clutch on IG stay updated if you are one of the ones who are been who's been using the 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 you know you know the, the test run on this let me know what your feedback is hit me up on ig i'm curious i've been dabbling um within some of the stuff as well and, and i gotta say it's uh, it's really cool to see things displayed the way clutch is designed so make sure you guys go check it out shout out to justin sebastian the entire clutch team you guys are doing big things over there and i just want to say mad love and respect i also want to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by focus cube habitats the future of enclosures been here flexing texas all day every day for all the props that I get for what's behind me, that's all because of Focus Cube Habitat. So, these enclosures that are behind me displayed after on every episode that you see here on Trap Talk is from Focus Cube. Love you, Focus Cube, Stephen Ashley. Hopefully, I get to see you guys at Bill Steagles. Um, you know, next week because who's ready for next week? I gotta tell you, next week is gonna be popping Arlington NERBC, Brian. Potter Bob Ashley cannot wait to tap in with my boys again and and, and kind of catch up on things we're gonna get back to uh uh to, to normalcy here soon guys just just hang tight and uh anyways I cannot wait to meet a lot of you at Arlington that I haven't met already and even the people I've had met before can't wait to see you guys again but are you going to Arlington drop a comment in the live chats drop a comment in the comment section let me know if you're going to Arlington let me know if you want to link up let me know if we need to talk I don't care let's go it's gonna be an amazing time all positive vibes no i'm not gonna buy anything arlington is the one show where i leave with an emerald tree boa can you believe it and it's not something by the way that emerald tree boa is fine doing great but i'm not doing that this year i'm not doing that again i need to actually finish the documentary on that um, which i will which reminds me go go to trap vlogs on youtube and go subscribe to my uh my vlog channel which guys i know i haven't been putting out content on my vlog channel but i have so much stuff to put out i just need to have time to do it okay like i said okay I also got to talk about something right now I can't I, I it's been it's like eating me away because you guys know how I am if, if something bad happens I want to share it only because I'm not perfect no one's perfect I feel a lot of people go through shit out there that kind of eats them up and they feel like they can't talk about it well I'm going to cut to the chase I just killed four snakes or five snakes was it five or four I can't even think anyways listen I'm adjusting to this room I'm adjusting to new things I came from a room where I just used ambient. The trap was just ambient for the most part. The way I had it set up, I had a certain racks where I had no heat. This room where I'm at, it gets colder for some reason. A lot more. I know why because it's just you know it's a new room. So this room gets a lot colder. So I was like, "Cool oh shit, I better use heat." And so I went ahead and put a thermostat on one of the racks that I don't normally use heat on. I checked it; seemed fine. Checked it at night it was fine was reading you know and i don't even have i didn't even even go high i was going like 84. um god and then so today didn't seem anything suspicious but i'm not gonna lie did i check it today no i didn't check it today i go out through throughout my day i got all this stuff happening Oh, I'm getting upset just talking about this. I I I I got all this stuff happening and 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 then I come into my room and I notice that the ambient in the room is like 87 88 and I'm like, "Okay, what the fuck is that all about? That's not good because there's no way this room should be this warm." I inspect and then that's when I say I first first say to myself, "Go check that thermostat that you just installed." And I go and that shit was 160 degrees. I didn't even know that fucking shit could get that hot. Um so I I fucking f- freaked out first bin i opened dead snake it was my marble my hold back my super dwarf marble annery holdback. oh my god from last year my female and then i think three i think it was just four and then three other ball pythons you know and, and you know raise ups there were sub-adult females so anyways guys i kind of feel better I actually i don't know how i feel right now i'm pretty pissed right now but i, I feel like this will kind of chill out but i only want to tell you guys That no matter how busy you are no matter how much is going in your life don't don't trip don't don't not not triple check things you got to triple check things i i want to say i didn't even really double check i checked within a couple hour periods and i just assumed it was good but no it wasn't good and yeah did i just break my phone listen this move has been something guys i'm not gonna lie it's been something it's been quite a bit of a ride but i i I just gotta say guys (laughs) I'm happy to be here we're gonna we're gonna flip the script right now because I do feel better that I shared it because I I, I'm somebody who does wear my emotions on my sleeve it's kind of easy to tell if there's something up with MJ so I'd rather people just know straight from the bat that that's what just happened three hours before this podcast um everything is good there's no fucking heat attached to that I'm just gonna strictly ambient this room like I should have and, and and uh yeah we'll be fine so All right, I feel better. Who wants to talk to me? Who's here in the live chats? (laughs) Dude, who's here? Give me love. Oh, big bunk 1776 exotics. My dog right here. Thanks for tapping in. I appreciate you so much. Uh, Trap Talk Patreon member, OG Patreon member. Thank you, dog. Uh, Chantel, what's up, Chantel? Thank you for tapping in. Pacific Rim Serpents, Team Zoom Dreams, Trap Talk Patreon member team uh trap management oh man my mind's everywhere right now heartland reptiles what's up jordan trap talk patreon remember all day every day thanks for tapping in the homie levi guys i'm listen i only choose specific podcasts to attend and go on and i'm going on this guy's show saturday with him and the homie chris chris will be there right levi anyways go to sex and Flexin uh podcast saturday it's going down six o'clock i believe right Drop it in the uh uh drop it actually give me the link and I'll put it in the description below. But yeah, guys, catch me on this on the homie. Um, let me turn my phone off here. Catch me on the homie uh Levi's podcast. I appreciate it. Reptile clubs, uh by the way, Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. What is up, Angel Reptile Club, pa- Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day is my dog Heath and Hatchery. They'll be Brian in the building, trap talk Patreon member all day, every day. Willie B exotics, what's up, Willie B? Thanks for being here. Elite exotics BP, what's up, buddy? John in the building, trap talk patreon member all day, every day. Constrict your connection with the new sick logo. Like I said, I'm filling it. Trap talk patreon member all day, every day. JKJ Reptiles. This fool is getting some stupid trap heat. Um, and by the way, your shit's good. <laughs> your stuff was not a part of that rack whatsoever. And uh, yeah, this guy, go give him a follow on Instagram, the homie Jace, JKJ Reptiles. He's seriously picking up some serious trap heat that your boy produced last year, and it's going to him. Appreciate the love. My big dog, Villarino, Emilio in the building. Go give my dog a follow. One of the heaviest guys coming up in the game, and I mean that. Thanks for being here, Emilio. Slithery Serpents, what's good? Thanks for tapping in. Sunshine State Sulfurs. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. Thanks for tapping in. Joshua Stover, one of my Facebook homies on the real. That's good. What's what's up? Thanks for tapping in. The homie, Ricky Bobby SRT. Above all scales, go follow him on Instagram. It's my dog, Shane. Shane, I owe you so many phone conversations. Hang with me, dog. We're going to be chopping it up soon. It's my dog shane go give him a fall eric's more factory what is up thanks for tapping in cohans constrictors thanks for tapping in troy schroeder ladies and gentlemen best trust. thank you for being here troy I love, Troy. i know when you're here it's gonna be a good show thank you so much big nate in the building what's up nate trap talk patreon remember all day every day the homie wiz constrictor what is up player trap talk patreon member all day every day mickey morphs in the building what's up mickey thanks for being here june in the building repping canada finally i got a canada hitter in the building come on man where you at canada i need to see more canadian hitters dropping some comments for my dog jp ball morphics in the building deviant glass in the building trap talk patreon member all day every day uh let's see stream elements ooh las vegas ball pythons this full sick as fuck. definitely on my super <laughs> hit list and this is not going on any podcast until he comes on trap talk first just so you guys know and they mark my words huh buddy It's my dog uh scale fins and feathers josh what is up thanks for tapping in trap talk patreon member all day every day brandon hernandez trap talk patreon member all day every day i want to get to these super chats guys if you also want to support me or uh you know want to you know get a question for the homie jp or the secret guest do you anybody know who the secret guest is by the way it's going to be heavy but anyways throw a super chat don't be shy if you have something you want to th- uh, mention anything you want to say throw out a super chat it's going to be amazing good start the homie row 5.0 it's going down i see another heavy hitter inside the chats and i want to end it with that person where they at where they at where they at where they at oh my god where they at? i just saw them well you know what we're going to end it with this heavy hitter, where's he at? I just saw him too. Here he is, the homie Ray, Alluring Serpents. All right, guys, I've talked enough. I've uh, depressed you guys enough. Now it's going to get things back to where we need to be, and that's on that trappy type energy. I gotta say, I'm looking forward to having the homie JP on. JP, it's been a while. Time to catch up. It's going down right now. So, guys, do what you gotta do to get your mind right. Stay hydrated. Strap up because it's going down right now. Episode 299, guys. That one episode away from three hundred. What a way to go down to it with tonight's episode. Let's go. Cheat. You ready for do, do more in the future? Trap yes. Talk Podcasts. Yes, man. Oh.
1: Only trapped out exclusive, yeah, exclusive. exclusive.
2: <laughs> oh, so man. stop calling us. From the spot, get the club to pop when I come up with the I love it, love it. And not.
1: I'm hot from the hot the. From the spot, get the club to pop when I come up. From the spot, get the club to pop when I come up. From the spot, get the club to pop when I come up. From the spot, get the club to pop when I come up.
2: he's back to the trap it's jp from jp reptiles you're unmute yourself buddy please
0: <laughs>
2: oh. there he is There, there he is. <laughs> oh that's that's a classic jp moment right there thank you for for, for making it just so
0: classic buddy how are you buddy? dude i gotta say you're uh because how long has it been since the last time i've been on your show like a year it's been over a year yeah man your intro is like really evolved over the last year that was that actually was very entertaining i enjoyed that oh you do good job man thank you good job
2: one one thing about jp is like he's brutally honest um and, and and i and it's you're like you were like that ever since i met you even though like when you're around people that you don't really know you'll still be brutally honest with them about certain things and so that comment right there means a lot i know you wouldn't just say that if you didn't mean it so thank you
0: no, yeah, that was like legitimately like straight entertaining. I mean, that was <laughs> you after the show, you got to tell me who you're using to do all that stuff, because one of the things I want to do this year is kind of uh, reinvigorate the YouTube channel Right. and uh, I kind of want to get some of those like really cool intros. And the. I mean, the whole thing was just really well done. Like, Yeah, I'm going to plug you. Just-
2: I'm gonna plug yeah. you with my guy Adler Adler Romero shout out to 80 foundry it's my dog he's the one that helped me redo my branding and everything he's been a big help basically worked with me for half the year last year to get me where I'm at. also oh, right does now. he does
0: like logos and stuff too or Every,
2: yeah bro, this guy's yeah this guy. cause
0: I want to go through a full rebrand um this Jeez. year not in the name but just in the in the way it's presented like the logos the displays He's
2: top G right now, dog. Like, and he's and he's and he's he's like he's so low key. Like, he just you know. Anyways, I'll tap you into him. I'll give you. All yeah, your- but no
0: offense. If he's like like Stewart, great. I'm sure he's a great guy. But the quote that I got from Stewart was just so ass no. that You're thinking- I almost vomited all over the floor and fell off. You
2: think pit. I can afford that? Like, I just bought my first house. I can't buy a, a, a Stewart package.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the quote I got from him was just so ridiculous. I just couldn't believe it. Like, and I even asked him, I "Was like, what does this entail?" He's like, "Oh, I'll give it a logo." nice youtube intro you know and we'll do a couple business cards and i'm like how much 20 grand huh yeah yeah
2: yeah and that that was like bare minimum but anyway so listen um i do want to say uh it's been a while in general not you know even if it's been a a few months or even a year since you've been on the show i normally still tap in with you and we talk but we haven't talked in a while i mean we recently talked which was great but like there was a, a long time where i didn't even know what was going on with you um, and for anyone out there who's kind of like me, is was like, well, like, what's up JP, where you, you haven't been as active and, 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 and pretty like on it, how you normally have been, just want to make sure everything's been good with you. What's going on?
0: Yeah, no, I just, um, you know, like a lot of things happened last year in terms of like, you know, I'm a father, well, this is two years now, but, um,
2: Congratulations. You know, I've
0: just spent a lot of, thank you. I've been spending a lot of time with my daughter and my family last year. Um, I would also say that the, Like when i first came in industry like it was really easy to you know get social media going and do youtube and all that stuff but my collection has grown significantly just in the last few years i mean it's doubled in size and last year i also um, incorporated rodent production into my collection so now i had three four thousand rodents to take care of and when you start spreading yourself out across all these different areas and you're just a one-man show and you got to take care of a family and a daughter and man it's just it's a lot of work it's you know those days of being able to just mess around with a camera and and do all this stuff on social media it's just like because I have to use my time wisely and and one of the first things that's that's the most important to me is the the, you know the quality and care of my animals I will never if I go into my snake room or my pseudo facility or gallery whatever you want to call it and I have a camera in my hand and I smell shit or poop I don't know if we can swear on your podcast but um, um if I if I if I smell something like that, like it's not like oh I'll get it later. Let me no. I put the camera down. I clean and I realize oh crap. There's 100 animals need to be cleaned again, and there goes the day. Right. So it's just it's 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 a lot of work, and that's why I have a lot of respect for those who are in the chat who work full time. And if you have like two three hundred snakes and you work full time, I don't know how you do it. Like I just I really don't know how you do it. I agree.
2: I agree. And and there's people out there who've been doing it for years like that. Like Marshall Mendez. I always you know I used to always bring up like how marshall could still lace his boots at 4 a.m every day go to work you know even though he's the man at his job he still has to go up and go be the man and do shit. but still like he does that comes back takes care of like he has i mean i want to say just just over 100 ball pythons but then about you know i don't know over 50 chondros and emeralds all with the aboros and all his extra stuff so he has about 200 snakes he's he's right there and, and um and yeah like like for me, man, I I hated my life so much at the last job I had that I like it was dangerous how much I was willing to risk to do what I'm doing right now. But it all happened. Luck, I got lucky as fuck. It happened. Let me put my headphones on before Donnie gets mad. It happens when uh, it happened <clears throat> because of COVID, bro. And, and, and luckily, I treated it like if like I was like, OK, technically, I'm getting fucking unemployment from the government. And even though that's not much, I could treat that like if it's like contributing to the podcast, and that's why. I Just I and then I convinced my wife. After I think the first year of of un- collecting unemployment, which I'm not happy to say that you know I did that, but it, and listen, I did what I did. I did not give a
0: fuck. Yeah, so I mean th- that was a, a huge factor, and then the other factor too is um, I don't know how many people are remember last year I had my Instagram account banned for like three months. Oh um, yeah,
2: that was crazy. That, it it on that happened that in was February.
0: Nice. And it took me like three months of appeals finally to get a hold of somebody and finally to get it resolved. I mean, it it was apparently it was never banned for any reason whatsoever. It's just because of the amount of people that that this happens to their backlog is huge. So it takes them several months to get to the appeals and actually look at it. So, you know, several months went by and um, when I got my account back, they basically gave it back to me in you know, in complete disarray like my. I was getting spam bots from from these spam accounts you know i would get spam messages i stuff i would never get before they completely changed the feed now where i don't even see uh, any content of my of the people i follow or of the stuff that i like now i'm getting shown cats and dogs and just some random stuff that i really just have no interest in right and and uh they destroyed my engagements anyways long story short i, I just after six months of trying to to get back to the kind of level i was at i just told myself, I was like, you know, why bother? I don't know if you noticed, but I took like three months off of Instagram pretty much over the holidays and I just kind of went underground just because it's like, I don't like, my time is so limited right now. I don't like investing time into things that I have no control over. And Instagram was one of those things that, you know, when you get it taken away from you and you invest all this time and this energy into building up a social media platform and they can just turn off the switch at will for no reason whatsoever, even if it's accidental. It doesn't really give you the incentive to continue to push it and that's just kind of where i got to i just kind of my interest overall just became even more about the animals and the projects i'm working on and less about you know social media in general
2: yeah you know and, and at least i mean there's people who i mean i don't know I, I love bar check but i i think to myself like this guy must vlog when he doesn't want to vlog because he vlogs every single day i feel like and and like dude I ha- I can't sit here and say I don't have time to vlog because I know the way you could fit shit in there's time for everything right um but lately I just don't know why I I haven't like I'm like oh shit I don't have like I look at it as like a, a like a jar and if my jar doesn't have this much energy to do certain things I don't want to fucking do it and so the the vlog has just been something high on my like like energy list and and maybe because just lately my life moving and the animals is all I've been thinking about and obviously like you know the beginning of this year I tried getting canceled and like that took a lot out of me and I I just wanted to just like like now you you know know. what
0: I went through the first couple years
2: (laughs) yeah you know but but it was so weird with you because and like I said I don't want to say what I was getting attacked on wasn't valid because whatever I did call out people so you know nowadays it's not good to do but hold on like you got drugged through the mud like people made pictures of your faces and plastered it everywhere and i don't understand how like like that wasn't like something you could i mean i don't know like you went through some true type fucking bullying i feel like that was like dentimental because it. i felt like it was a competition thing because like this person didn't want you to c- continue with the growth that you had and that's why i felt like that's more malicious you know what i mean i speak i speak the fucking truth there was lies being said about you JP and you know that and so that what's and that's what's you know what I mean like it's I don't know I just look at things how they should be
0: that is right usually people that act that way they're they're just overcompensating for other deficiencies that they have not just from a personal level but maybe even professional as well you know right. like like if you look at the classic term bully you know the kids in schools and high schools and whatever people that are that have this this problem with with the bullying nature they have deeper issues at the core it's usually an overcompensation because they lack they lack stability they lack security they lack self-confidence and it's just it's just something that they use to deflect their own personal problems and they project it on other people like that so that's all it is and at the end of the day you fast forward for like one of the great things about having a child is it really changes your perspective on life in general i learned this uh myself um because you wake up every day for a totally different reason you know when you don't have kids you wake up and it's like it's about you it's about everything but now when i wake up it's not about me it's about what do i need to do for my family and when i see her smile and i see uh, my partner smile and everything it's it's just it changes you to the point where bullies and the people that talk and act that way it just has zero bearing and effect on your life anymore it just does like for me it just doesn't bother me if that individual continued flapping his mouth today like he was four years ago it wouldn't affect me as bad today as i did before because i have so much more to look forward to uh in life and that's just the beauty of having kids um and uh hopefully one day you you get to experience that because it's good you know my mom even warned me she said having a child will change you as a man and it really did it really it really changed me for a lot of a lot of better traits
2: you know i'm having a boy did i tell you that
0: oh wow congratulations wow I thought,
2: did wait did not i tell you that on the phone I, I, I you told, did but i
0: didn't know if you told your, your followers I, yet so no no, no yeah, i didn't yeah, want yeah, to I, spill I, the beans <laughs> i did
2: it, i did it weird like i didn't make a post but like i when i found out it was a boy like something in me that like and here's the thing i'm not against girls whatsoever i was looking forward to having a girl i really was because i see like your girl's adorable like you know what i mean like i i just see like so many cool things of having a girl you know what i mean so I was cool with that but then when I found out it was a boy bro in me I just exploded um and so I woke up really early the next morning as I always do and I was like I just want to tell people I'm having a boy and so I did it on the stories I just said um you know like I don't know what I said but I I was saying in my affirmations and I was like I'm having a boy or some shit like that and so yeah bro like it's it's fucking crazy because I'm 37 it's totally going to
0: change your life like and it, it's there's a lot of stress and like challenges that come with it, but overall it just I don't know, in my case, it just really made me mature as an individual. And those people that were around me who who can't conduct themselves in a professional, appropriate manner or can't treat people with dignity around them, they don't it just doesn't bother me anymore because there's so much more to live forward to. And and you know, when I wake up every day, I have you know a great collection. I, I, I love my animals, I love my daughter, I love my family. Just all these things, they just, they don't really affect you as much anymore. So I feel like, you know, like you had some problems here recently and, you know, you've experienced a little bit of backlash and I feel like when you have, when your child is born and, and you're full on family mode, a lot of the small things, it's just not, it's not going to bother you as much, hopefully anyways, right. because if it does, then it, it will translate into how you treat your family. Uh, you don't want to take that stress home with you. So you definitely want to be able to just tune it out and just move forward with what you have to work on
2: and i just don't want to like you know if it if it's one thing unfortunately sure. listening... translate into which
0: language that watch <sighs> oh,
2: jp um if it's if it's one thing that i learned from my experience of trying to be canceled was um you know i i'm happy that it happened before you know having a kid if i had my child my baby there and having it like my, my my like i was not going through a good time i was fucking cuz you know things were just being blown up to a point where i'm like this is fucking unnecessary and but i had no control over it like it was something that i couldn't do i just had to fucking take it i had to talk to all my sponsors individually and it just it literally and, and, and then there was a while where i didn't know what was going to happen which i'm like i can't believe this is happening right now and so it just it just sucked so much out of me where you know what i mean like my wife had to ask me if i was okay and, and like i said i don't want that kind of shit to trickle down to my kid or my kid to see that there's a funk going on with me i, I gotta do everything i gotta do to, to keep this clear i'm in a good space because my dad was a moody guy nothing against my dad i love him but my dad had his fucking moods you know and there was times where i was like i ain't gonna go around that guy you know what i mean and and because we're, we're all human we all go through stuff bro but if it's one thing i, I wonder if you could relate to this at all jp was my you know I have, I have an uncle who i was very close with um and as his kids got older he kind of started like distancing himself from the family and i'm not going to lie like our family is dramatic like there's always somebody fighting within the family and the next thing you know no, I,
0: no family is perfect
2: yeah it, 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 <laughs> but the next thing you know like my favorite uncle is just not coming around these fucking gatherings anymore and i'm like why not and as i get older you know like my family didn't get any better like it actually got even worse and worse and as i kind of got closer to my uncle who separated I just saw that he had no time for that shit. Like he was so happy growing his kids, doing his things, and and you know, and then he had his wife's family. Like he made his own family basically. He did his own thing, and I feel like sometimes you have to fucking do that. If you feel like something could get close to your kids and 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 it can fuck up their lives, I'm out, bro. I don't give a fuck who you are. You could be the closest thing to me. I wouldn't have any of that toxic energy around my child and and that's kind of how i feel like that life life should go like that even with your people your friends your peers the ones you trust the ones that you call on the phone you better make sure they're the right ones you know what i mean
0: absolutely yeah and and i actually had this conversation with somebody um um recently actually i'm not going to mention their name but a very insightful insightful person and one of the the points he said was one of the biggest mistakes that he thinks a lot of people do is that they try to people have this thing where it's like I want many friends and he said having one or two quality good like best friends that no matter where you are what's happening to you that if you call they will be there for you that is worth 10 times more than being able to say that you have 20 or 30 friends right because the reality is is that if you have a large circle the large circle of people around you it's not necessarily going to translate to Having people to call on to be there for you. Most people that that have such good friendships are really close with just like less than a handful of individuals. So I think I think uh, it's part of the part of the thing that I, like when I first came in industry, I was trying to impress everybody, right? Like I came in and I wanted. I wanted everybody to have smiles on their face. I was trying to impress everybody. I was trying to be friends with everybody, and the didn't, reality didn't it is seem it
2: didn't it didn't seem like that in the beginning. I, I know, but <laughs> at heart, that's what I want. I, I know, I know, you were harmless at heart, but people were just jealous of what you're doing. And I told you, I was one of them. I couldn't believe that you got to attend me before I did, and you're hanging out with Barcheck and Miguel before like. You know you're around all these you're the superstars and and i'm like who's this guy so it was just something like hey man you you were just doing your thing man and you were just trying to have fun i remember that
0: yeah i was trying to learn as much as i could and um and i really tried to adopt this mentality of like okay i want to be friends with you 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 and like i was going up to everybody but i learned quickly that it doesn't matter how good of a person you are it doesn't matter how good your personality is in perspective of your own it just, there's some people just will not like you no matter what. Yeah, There's nothing you can do to change that. And don't focus on trying to change those people's minds about you. Focus on those that believe in you from the start. And you see the circle becomes a lot smaller over time. And I can say today, um, overall, I talk to a lot less people today on a daily basis, but the people that I do talk to, if there was ever a situation, um, like one of the trials with tribulations we'll talk about here probably is that continuous problem I've had with rodents over the last few years. But uh, there's this one friend of mine, he's super close. I talked to him on the phone every single day. And he recognized that I was in a pinch. We were going into the breeding season. I was having more rodent problems. And he stepped up and said, I got your back. And that's the type of people that I feel like everybody should aspire to keep in their circle keep it small, but keep it with people that you know, have your back through the worst times. And it'll make your experience, not just in ball pythons, but in life in general, so much better.
2: I know I've made my life a little harder than it should have been like with people that I, I'm good friends with. Like, you know, the guy that we're about to bring on right now, like this guy right here has witnessed, you know, and this is somebody who doesn't get involved, but he watches it and just, you know what I mean? Like he's a spectator during all of it. And I wanna say he's one of the very first bigger breeders In the game who like kind of like i forgot what year this was 2018 or something and he he was kind of like reaching out that like i don't always have to blast people and i'm like yeah yeah you're right you know but he was like my first like you know big breeder like to say mj like you know some people just aren't worth it and and like we kind of like you know and i I appreciated that you know and also like i said it's somebody who've always looked up to uh from canada uh he has a mafia. The mafia is thick, they don't fuck around. You could catch him at any NARBC, more like Arlington. You could catch him at Tinley. Um, and he's the king of the puzzle game out of Canada. Here he is, Will Moros, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, fellas? What's up, What's buddy? up, man? Thanks for being here, my guy. Not, not much, how you guys doing?
0: How do we sound? We the, do... the problem with Will is he will always have your back if you need help. The problem is getting him on the phone or getting him to return a call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, Will, well, how you
1: been, bro? What's going on? I've been, man. I've been good. I've been good. It's been, uh, it's been a crazy. Oh, hang on, I actually to volume up here. It's been a crazy, uh, crazy summer. Crazy, you know, last eight months. But uh, things, things are good. Things are good. I can't, can't really complain. We're just, you know, it feels crazy that. You know i feel like the season just ended and it's already pairing stuff up again it's, it's wild
2: how's how are things with you as far as adjusting with you know keeping up with current projects and what i mean by that like do you have anything that you're like reaching for the stars for this year like anything that you like weren't really looking to pair up but you're thinking about doing it now like you know like any any outlandish type shit that you could kind of elaborate on <laughs> i mean i always kind of take long shots
1: um I, I I just I love them uh they always bite me in the ass but uh when they don't man man is there never a way to advance advance uh some projects you know I this year I'm taking a lot more uh I, I don't have to take as many long shots anymore right uh I used to have to like it was mandatory in order to hit those combos I had to take you know one in 64 chances one in 32 chances I I didn't have a choice and uh now things are, are are happening a lot quicker, and, and that's just a testament to you know holding back the projects that you want to work with, and just keep keep grinding it out. And it, this this is all just time, you know. So, so, I mean, look, Jordan, you know, look how far you've come yeah. in four or five years. It's like you know, like like, like four or five years. It's just gonna, you know.
0: Yeah, I will say though, this like as that this is probably just uh because you've been in the game a lot longer than i have but um it was very easy to like plan out and take plan out your directions when you only have like you know 50 snakes 60 snakes but now that i've gone down in my room and i look at you know 200 females it takes so much more of my brain power to kind of like figure out where to go what to do and you, you it's like chess you can't play the game of chess by your next move you have to play the game yeah. of chess anticipating go what's going to happen in five moves so yeah. it's become so much more difficult with a larger, and I, and I know I say larger collection, you're probably thinking like, dude, you don't even know this. You don't even know what the term larger, <laughs> but to me, it's a large collection now. And it's getting difficult to really, you know, find the right, and I know there's no right answer, but man, there's days I just stand in front of my racks for like four hours and I'm just like, what about this? What oh, about man, that? Okay. Well, what? it's just, it's, That's it's, like, it's hard. It's I, challenging.
1: I can't, I take a you know, those lawn chairs, those foldable yeah. lawn chairs and I kick one <laughs> out in the middle of the room. Or I, I'll like lean back in it and put my feet up against the rack and like look at the think. entire wall and just kind of like sit there and like, Hmm, no, that won't work. Or I, I'm, I've, I've become like obsessed with like, if I'm hatching something now, if I'm, if I'm shooting for something now, I want to have females. I, 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 I plan it. Like I'm going to hit it. Like you're, I'm going to hit that and I'm going to hit it in a male. You know, I plan that way so that when I do things go my, like, basically what I'm trying to say is like, let's say, um, I'm trying to think of an example. You're making a, you should try to, let's say you're trying to go DG clown pie, right? DG clown pie. And I know that I can make a DG clown hat pie. I want to make sure that I've got the, the double hat clown pies growing up and double hat DG pies growing up. So that when i hit that male it can tie into both projects and i can make the clown pie that dgs and the dg pied at clowns and then you just like and then it just continues and continues and continues i always want to have uh you know i I, the worst feeling for me is hatching something i mean like shit, i gotta wait three years to 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 pair it because i don't have a female ready for it i when i hatch right. something i want to have those girls in the wing already at 1100 grams and
0: that's why i have so that's, much respect that's for that's guys like told. Like, like guys yeah. like Justin, because, you know, I, I remember reading somewhere and um, from a scientific level, they say that uh, humans' short-term memory is actually very bad. And the average human can only have about seven things to think about at, at any given time as part of their, their short-term memory. So when you look at a guy like Justin, who's got, you know, a thousand females and 30, 40 projects on the go, it's like, how do you get that brain capacity to be able to effectively manage that many different projects while maintaining a high level and a high standard in all those projects it's just it's There's mind-blowing i don't have
1: smaller pieces smaller pieces don't try and do it all in one day my 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 pairing man to do my seasons pairings it's like a month-long process i, I write it out the other question i always ask you
0: know, for, for guys like you is,
1: add those and
0: the other question i always ask for for guys who've been doing it a long time too is I still don't believe it. Is there not a time where you're just like, shit, I don't know what to do here? Just throw a bunch of things in a hat, <laughs> shake it, and and pick a paper <laughs> out and be like, yeah, that's the one we're going with. <laughs> there has to be those moments. It can't be all a thought. I, I it
1: don't <laughs> the hat, but you majority, I would say, it is, is definitely planned. Um, but there are definitely pairings though, where it's like, I'm just curious to see what'll happen, you know? Um just to just try it you know I, that's the one thing that i've learned with ball pythons is that like every time we think we know something we realize we don't know shit. you know like uh who, who would have thought that two genes together like like cypress and red stripe like those two genes no one would have said that reaction is what you're gonna get and look what it look what it did it's like an incredible you know incredible looking animal and it, it's just one of those things that like you like start to pick up on all that and and i mean one of the things that i have to get to get to Justin and, and and select a few other guys is I don't feel like I have that ability to be like, Oh, see how this animal ha- it has these traits, this animal exhibits these traits, if I combine them together, I should be able to put these traits all together, and
0: like bacon. Like I'm cake not right.
1: Right. Yeah, like, I'm just kind of like, I try and take like the cheat code, you know, like just DG, right. DG, DG shit. And like, it's gonna look good, you know, simplify. And, uh, yeah i mean you know the certain things are gonna look good i'm i'm really big on hurricane right now uh i think that's like just the the, the super form like it's just endless what you can do with it and uh yeah i mean there's there's lots of shit that i just i don't know what what to expect and what's gonna happen and then there's other stuff that's uh that's very like very very well thought out you know it's been like six seven years in the making to get to that point
2: Uh Hey, Jordan, um, I want to say real quick, you know, back when you, I mean, if it's we've got to admit, Jordan had a couple years that he did his thing, and then I don't know if it was year three is when you just that was when because year three was last year, or no, two years ago was
0: year three. I can't Uh, because
2: we're so far now.
0: I was buying in 2018 leading into 2019, and my first breeding season, I think, was 2020 2019, 2019 at the end
2: but 2020 getting- is when you really that's when you were like holy shit that's when you were hatching yeah. like like shit that you were paying for basically like all the stuff you invested in was coming to life basically right um how much were you kind of like gambling with it when it like like were you doing a lot of head to, to visuals a lot of visuals of visuals like was there anything out there that you gambled with to get what you needed to get back in that time um even though you were just up and coming
0: so I had I had like a different strategy when I came in because um my my primary focus the first couple years was trying to i wasn't necessarily focused too much on on like you know playing the genetics game and trying okay well if i add this to that it's going to do this it's going to be perfect what i really wanted to do was just expand my female count i wanted to get up to two three hundred females so that i can have the variety to start to really plug and play in the future so all of the genes that i bought were fairly hot and are still hot at the time so I was, I, I had some plans, but I also had a lot of girls that I had plans with that didn't breed are still not breeding. Cause they're bad eaters. I had some males that took longer to get up to side. you know, when, when I first came in industry, I was taught, you know, by one individual that you can breed a male in three months, right? Four months. Right. <laughs> I have yet to breed a male before a year and the males that do breed early, they don't last very long and they go off food very quick and they get very skinny and it gets very scary. So like my new policy now with males is the older, the better. Um, so I had a lot of plans, but nothing, nothing, it wasn't even remotely close to what I planned. Cause when you first come in and you start buying, it's like, okay, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to buy that. I'm going to put it together. And then it's like, oh wait, three, four years later, one of them is not ready. I got to do something else with it. So it's just, I had to pivot a lot and I was really focused on creating good quality females and males that could stay on the shelf for years to come. Especially girls, and I feel like I accomplished that. The last couple of years, I've added uh, well over seventy-five animals to the collection, and all of them are visual, multi-gene banging clowns, double, triple recessives. Like I've done pretty good at hedging myself, and um, the next couple of years is going to be doing what the guys like Will and everybody else says. It's going to be more methodical because now I have the count, I can start, you know, taking directions. But I wasn't really overly focused with that early on in the beginning.
2: Now, Will, let me ask Will, I have to ask you throughout your time in the game, how much do you see progression go so quickly and in the right way, like somebody like Jordan? It's I feel like it's not quite often, but do you feel like it is feasible? Like a lot of people can do what Jordan does, or what's your opinion with that?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, let's let you gotta be serious. Jordan Jordan came in with a a sizable start, right? Like you you didn't you you bought some really good stuff, right? There's no no denying that. Um, so the way i kind of like always said that this this industry works is as long as you're putting in like the the effort and everything all the all the effort is is um is equal for for both parties this industry works on like time and money, right you can you can achieve the same goal with a lot of time and less money or you can bypass the time with a lot of money right yeah it's almost like a line graph um more more money less time more more time less money kind of the way that this works um now if you are trying to um to produce on a, like a you know global competitive scale yeah it's gonna it, it's it's definitely tough and things move so fast now it blows my mind how quickly projects are just like it it it, it doesn't it, it's developing new projects are developing faster and faster and faster and faster and now with genetic testing it's gonna just be way faster but um one of the one of the things that i've really noticed is you know eight years ago nine years ago when i bought a clown i i didn't have the ability to to like let's, let's say a new recessive came to market like puzzle for example right when i bought puzzle there was pastel puzzles and there pastel puzzles. i mean to this day that's pretty much <laughs> the only thing anyone's making right now but uh uh <laughs> I couldn't take a pastel puzzle and bring it to a orange dream chocolate and cheese desert ghost right I didn't have that I didn't have that those female that female base already established I needed to plug it to a desert ghost and make pastel double hats and grow those up then make the double visual then start to like you know so what's happening now is everyone's female collection has become so incredibly powerful that you can, I can now bring in a new recessive gene. Like let's say, for example, zebra, it's something I have my eye on. I can bring in, bring in zebra and I can plug plug that into multi-gene combo desert ghost females and make incredible double heads year one, where I didn't have that ability eight, nine years ago. And that's like the, the progression of projects. It's just gonna become unfathomable how quickly, like, wait, uh, you know, I can take a zebra and bring it to a desert ghost clown. Like I couldn't do that. i didn't even have a dg cloud that long you know it's uh things are just going to start to roll like really fast and um you gotta be you're gonna have to be even more more uh astute and pay the the new guys coming in are gonna have to pay a lot more attention to where the market is is trending and what's what's heading i still feel like the most important thing is to work with what you like i've heard some guys say like ah that's not that important work with what's what's saleable and like yes but the longer I've done this, the more I realize there's a market for every single gene. There's someone else out there that likes the stuff that you're going to be making. Like you can, you can try and follow the big, the, you know, try and follow along what Justin's making and try and stay in that. Like, oh, this is what's hot. But the, 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 wanna, the amount of success that I was where I found the most amount of success is when I broke off of that mold. I was like, I'm going to do something totally different. And right. that's where it just kind of like every, all of a sudden things kind of fall into mm-hmm. place for me um and, and i think there's an element of, like they're not
0: gonna I, I think there's a big element to that statement as well like you're i think you're 100 correct in what you say where um you could branch off your own mold and do your own thing but i also think that if you're a guy that 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 you know buys a bunch of animals and breeds but you're not doing anything to promote yourself or your brand it's going to be a little bit tougher for you to convince the market to adopt what you think is cool because you're not doing anything to promote it. And we've seen that happen so many times with genes, And and, um, and so I think it's very important for anybody to come in that, you know, promoting yourself is really a big key component to the breeding aspect as well. You you can't just buy a bunch of animals, breed them, and think you're going to be a multimillionaire tomorrow like Justin, right? Like it's, that's not, that's not the way it works. You have to promote your project and yourself and that, that, if that requires doing videos and social media and all that stuff and you know then you know not yeah. everybody has that the luxury of like Ozzy being the orange dream or justin being the clown or you being the puzzle you guys are no like if you if i say to somebody who do you know who do you best know in puzzle they're going to say your name who do you best know in sure. orange dream it's Ozzy. not everybody has that right um so so it's very important to do a lot of promoting and self-promoting well, and um well, i feel I like a lot of guys are really has- missing that
1: I think everybody has the ability to do that. I, I, I think yeah. everybody has the ability, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a gene. It can be a combo, right? Like I can tell you right now uh, who's got Hypo Puzzle. Like it's it's if it's, it's, I was looking for a Hypo Puzzle male, it's Rene in, in Europe right now. You know, like he's sure. got incredible Hypo Can you hook combos. me up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he has, I don't know, give him a try. But- uh,
0: Okay, we'll, we'll talk after know, the also, show.
1: Like there's uh there, there's little pockets through the market of like guys that are like really specialized in a specific gene. You know, like Will Nussman and and Khalil, the the two of them, they kind of put blackhead on their back. And like I went to Nussman's shit, like five years ago. I love the blackhead. I was like, You have these super blackhead breeder het- hypo fiend. I was like, What? And that's <laughs> You know, his he's carved out a little piece of the, the market in his in his blackhead stuff. It's a uh, it's just one of those one of those things. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a, a base recessive that you're you're known for. It can be a, 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 co- a direction within that project that you're known for. And I think everybody we has could to argue their-
0: like this is the part that I struggle with in the industry right now to this day is we could we not make the argument that there are a lot of really cool projects out there currently Mm. in people's collections that are like genuinely awesome but the market is just not adopting them because the guys the top five guys at the top are not promoting it i feel like that's a bit of a problem too right because there's so much missed opportunity Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and and there's a there's a element of right now the market is like everybody looks at honestly if a new gene comes out and this drives me a little bit nuts, because as a looking at the gene objectively, everybody looks at it judges a gene on based on what it will do with clown. Does it work in clown? Okay, it's great. It's worth a fortune. If does it not work in clown? Okay, no, it's not. It doesn't do anything. It's a garbage gene. Which is right. an absolutely backwards sure. way of thinking. Of it. it's, right. it's it's ridiculous. Um, clown is a avenue that we can take, but it's, it's not the only avenue. There are yeah. so like it. it if we really like stop and like, like put all the marketing and all of the, the, the hype train and all that shit aside, there's so many avenues that make cool stuff. Like
0: that's like, hypo. And, and I, I mean, I was talking that, with Marcus Jane, Yeah. sorry to interrupt. I was, I was talking with Mark yeah. last time I saw him about the hypo thing. And then just, he was showing me some animals that I was just like, holy smokes is beautiful. And I even asked him the question. I'm like, hypo has been around for so long. Why is it not? Why is it not a thing like at, at, at that elite level because it makes crazy cool animals and um it just comes down to the market dictates what the market dictates right and that's why i think promotion is such a big element of it because there's a lot of things like they're out there like hypo for example that is not, maybe I, don't, not- I
2: don't know how, i don't know there's people out there who still don't like hypo i don't understand how that's even a fucking like a thought in a, in, in a mind well, process i don't understand that well, at all. Hypo
1: is incredible. Mark's made it, like incredible, incredible, incredible. Yeah, I it's it's
2: stunning. One. Like
1: it's and, just beautiful.
2: Damn, KG, KG that's kind of like KG needs to relax over here. <laughs>
0: But that's why as a new person myself as somebody who doesn't uh, have I, don't know about,
1: <laughs> I don't know about them together is incredible but
0: together uh, yeah they're beautiful it's like
2: it's kind of like yeah. you know i'm not i'm not really a jelly guy but if you put it with peanut butter in a sandwich i might eat it, it might it's, it's I, I could handle it with something yeah. else yeah it's fire right you yeah. need the two you need the two textures but listen i want to say something real what? quick We ju- have to. Pick. We're ju- that's the beauty about this industry you don't have to pick one so, so guys listen we're, we have well over 100 people in the building thank you so much but the like ratio for these two canadian legends is not ha- i'm not happy with it right now so if we could get the likes up for these two guys it would really mean a lot to me because i want to go back to what we were just talking about gentlemen how yeah you know you know deep pockets um getting into the right projects all these things are important marketing your name social media youtube all this hustle you need to put in behind on what the possibilities are but also we're not talking about what's also a big part of what we get and that's luck luck comes in a huge part of what we have going on not only with the odds but like for oh, instance d- due to fucking whatever reason i i killed fucking four snakes today like you know what i mean like there's people who kill a whole fucking room like it's like there are just things that could happen to you to where if you're not able to take that kind of loss or sacrifice then that you know there's some things that happen to people in this that they can't recover and and it could be as small as not hating a certain gene in a project or it could be fucking my whole room burnt down you know what I mean so it's like so many things can happen man like it's it's you know I don't know like you you it, you're better off just doing anything you can to I don't know like like for instance Will how many moments have you had throughout your career where something could have went faulty if you didn't catch it or maybe something did go faulty. I mean have you dealt with a lot of faulty shit since you've been in the game?
1: Um not not so much like faulty equipment or anything. But
2: I've right. I've had
1: you know I, I have absolutely bought bought in animals that were sick that showed up sick. I've bought in animals that uh were supposed to have a gene but I, the reason I bought it for those genes and it's missing one of the key key ingredients and it sets you back quite a what quite a ways uh there's so many things that can happen and uh yeah i mean i there's i've had shipping mishaps that type of thing um i got scammed for twelve thousand dollars early on in this Um, what about what about what about
2: breeding seasons not happening your way like have you ever had like seasons that you basically wrote off wrote off
1: early early on i had um early on, I took that like very hard. It was like, I fucked up, I did something wrong. And as you know, it's gone on so long, I just kind of been like, you know, what, what's gonna happen is gonna happen. I'm just gonna, I don't control it. I feed them and I pair them. That's pretty much it. Feed clean water and pair. That's what we do. After that, I give them the conditions to breed. After that, it's on them. And As long as I've done everything I can do, leading up to that point, to give them the best conditions I can to make them breed. If if they decide not to go, I don't take that as like a oh you know I fucked up. No, I just sort of. It is what it is.
2: Jordan, yeah. you're pretty like you're kind of on point with your shit from the get go, Jordan. for what I've seen, like you're very like you kind no, of, Last year you was, overcleaned was a little rough. bit.
0: Okay, how last was it was rough? Was rough for me. Um, it was my it. first major learning experience, you know, like, and that's the problem with social media is everybody sees like, Oh, my God, he's posting these cool snakes, he's having a bomb year, you don't know just from a picture, what's going on behind the scenes, there's a a lot that could be unpacked in a lot of situations. And although I did very well with the clutches I hatched last year, I made a very, very critical error that uh, nobody ever told me about and, you know, it's my fault for not asking. But as a new person or newer person, you don't really think about these things. Right. So I can I can share that experience. Hopefully it can save a lot of headache and a lot of money lost to anybody who was watching. But um, uh, last year was my first. I call it a breakout year because for three years in a row, I was only doing nine, ten clutches. And then last year, you know, I could have hit thirty one. Um, so that's for me is like a breakout year, you know, triple, triple the production and um, I didn't know that you could overstuff an incubator. Um, Because I always, I always figured, you know, the incubators on a thermostat, I watch the thermostats, there's no temperature swings in the actual box of the incubator. Hmm. But I didn't know that that didn't necessarily mean that the egg boxes themselves in the incubator couldn't fluctuate. Um, So what ended up happening was because I got so many clutches at the same time, like uh, June and July, I think I got like 16 clutches or something in the span of two months. It was just, for me, that was nuts. I know Garrett, the Meyer is doing that on a daily basis, but for me, that was, <laughs> <laughs> for kidding. me, that was, that was crazy. So my incubator was stacked to the rim. I had a smaller one. I had already ordered a bigger one. It just hadn't arrived yet. And, um, I, every single shelf was stuffed. It was literally like, like stuffing in a Turkey. And I lost all of the clutches on two shelves. Um, I think it was seven clutches in total. Um, They all overheated the eggs inside. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars worth of animals, forget even the money. All of that stuff was like some of my long odds stuff that I was planning for my future and trying to make double, triple heads and really build an army of stuff that would take me for the next decade. And all of that stuff is the stuff that went south and um i started calling around and everybody kept telling me like dude you can put too many boxes in an incubator if that happens you can get major heat spikes because the eggs themselves also create heat not just the incubator so it can cause massive spikes across the board in the actual egg boxes and uh that's what ended up happening and unfortunately all of the clutches that you know one baby survived or you know perished they were all like my triple head stuff like my deed my You know, everything that I was working on, like monarch clowns and monsoon, like the monsoon clutch. We talked about that one while we were on the phone a few days ago. Mm. That was my last clutch of the year. I ran out of hatch, right? It was my first time mixing vermiculite. Never done it before, but I'm like, hey, it looks easy enough. I did it myself. Uh, Oversaturated the vermiculite, too much water caused way too much moisture in the tub and all of the eggs, even though they had super strong veins, completely molded out the whole box and oh, that, right. that was I better check uh, that
1: <laughs> I'll
0: be did right you back put them
1: right on to the
0: yeah I did because that's what basically you uh, know I I followed just so the formula safety, from safety, I,
1: I just use a safety net man it's it's like a it's, I just use the the light diffusers uh, cut them to fit the and and if you use a light diffuser you can have the like honestly that clutch I bet you would have been fine had you just given it that little bit of it, it was sitting in almost water right and that's yeah it's the, the end of a clutch if you do that but if you and could that have just was given my it triple
0: head like, dg monsoon it, it, clowns right like that was a huge yeah. nasty clutch and it took me this is the girl i bought her what late 2018 it took me what almost five years to get her to breed four years finally <laughs> got her to breed and then so it was hard on me it was really hard because these are just i feel like these are things that if I was coached a little bit better, or if I knew to ask the right questions, I probably could have avoided that. And it was—it's a huge these setback.
1: These are things that you are learn
0: learning yeah. with with yeah. big
1: dog stuff.
2: Exactly, and and, there, and and there's you know? these are certain things that not even big dogs could give you a heads up on because nobody really like how how do we know that you're gonna fill up your incubator? Like you know what I mean? Like it's how just, do you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. It, it's you know it, those but, Cornell World Incubators. So I yeah. had I had the middle tier one. It okay. was just it was a small not a small but it's not big either and i had i think at, at its peak i had 23 clutches in there literally they were sandwiched together That's stacked actually, on top of each other
2: i, I so yeah. i put i just checked my i just checked my box because i did directly on the on the perlite myself and perlite, i think is, does a lot better than for Vermic- murky vermiculite as far as the water contrast but also if you go to any home depot or whatever hardware store in your area and just go get life uh fusers or like the it's like a plastic crate that you can get that's the thing
0: i have like diffusers they are cut to, to the size of the and they still, and but they still it still didn't they still went to shit. i didn't diffusers. use them because oh. i watch all of justin's videos and he always puts the eggs directly on same that's ozzy ozzy mm-hmm. doesn't use uh uh the, the diffusers either I I so reality, but no i don't so yeah it was just it was it was a huge loss for me and although i still did very well it you know it, it's a lot to take in and you know when i when i called my my friend he told me um that these are these these moments will happen for everybody it may not be that specific thing that'll happen but something relative to that experience will happen to them something will will be hard to deal with and, and those moments set aside those who are going to make it and those are, that's what he told me those who make it and those who don't because people who are not strong enough to get through an experience like that would look at the situation and say, oh man, what am I doing? You know, should I quit? Should I give up this and that? Those that persevere and get through it even as hard as it was I did suffer a bit of depression from it um, because it was a lot to take in. Um, I'm only sharing the experience because I I genuinely don't want that to happen to anybody else. If you have an incubator, I don't care if you have even the new Mike Wilbanks one with where it goes cool and hot. Leave space between the tubs. Don't overstuff it. Get extra ones. Keep everything spaced out. You know, good airflow. Don't yeah. make the mistake that I did. Any, and, oh.
2: Anything with heat could go wrong. I don't give a fuck if you have a cold air. If you're trying to generate heat, things could go wrong. I simply used a thermostat that I haven't used pro like I said, I have a fucking box full of thermostats. I was like, let me just pull one out and hook it up to this rack and checked it a couple times, thought it was fine. I come back. 160 degrees in the rack bro you know and and, and I think I'm lucky uh. that that this 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 rack held 50 snakes only four died I'm so lucky not all 50 fucking died I really am um and and and, and like I said it's what the fuck you gonna do and honestly like I'm somebody where it eats away at me because I hate hearing these things when it happens to people because you do hear about this shit and you know it's just, you know Patreon talks about all the time like there's things that that people just like have to share and on a platform like this like i feel a lot better that i could tell people where i fucked up because i don't want this happening to nobody else because it's like dude these are like i know i'm having a kid but these are my kids too like these are like i like i lost a snake i've been fucking raising up for almost three years and it was like about to be ready to breed and 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 that fucking just that sucks the shit out of me man and you know it just but what are you gonna do like so anyways I'm okay it was tough man it was really tough yeah but but people just not they have to be ready for this JP and will like you you have to be built for this kind of loss because it's going to come no matter what whether if it's a sick snake that you get in that fucking mercs your collection or if it's you know a you know a goddamn 20k FedEx shipment that goes bad and the seller doesn't want to pay for it or whatever you know like which which how about we talk about this real quick guys because there's so many back and forth on what should be what when you receive a package and it's a doa or or like you know something that had to do with it being held up at a hub you have guys dealt with heavy packages before like thousands and thousands of thousand dollars right what 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 is what is the 101 in your guys's rule book when it comes to something being held up it was a few days it arrived and something died what needs to happen then and 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 obviously fedex ain't gonna take care of it so what needs to happen Uh, in your guys's eye
1: I'm automatic, one hundred percent full refund. No question.
0: JP. Yeah, as just long just... as I, I'm on board with Will, um, the only time that I would disagree is if because I've had a couple. This is why I don't do door to door shipping anymore. I always go to hubs because I've I had customers yeah. who are like, all yeah. like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm out point. shopping right now. The the box is on my porch. I live in a good neighborhood. Don't worry, nobody will steal it. And the snake is sitting outside for six hours, like i won't take the, the, the fall for that
1: responsible, I mean, yeah
0: yeah but but as long as all of the boxes are checked you were there when the snake arrived you picked it up within you know a, a proper time frame and, you know you eat it i had a snake arrived dead on dead on arrival it was my first problem i think it was 2020 late 2020 i bought a snake in the united states came to me it was dead um i didn't ask for a refund nor was i offered one there was a couple of there was some things that that we're out of both parties' control in that, and I think that's expected too. Like I think, thankfully, it, it ha- like I've bought a lot of snakes internationally, and I've only had one bad experience out of the 150 snakes I've bought. So I feel like it's not something that happens very often. But I think you should be ready for it in case it does. I, but I I, I, I
1: I will only ship to to a hub. Um, yeah, I, I've had even I've, in Canada now. People-
0: I don't do door to door yeah. to Canada
1: i've asked yeah. people i've had people ask me hey can you send it to my to to wherever and i'll just say flat out no like the way i look at that is like look man if you're coming to me saying i want to buy a four thousand dollar animal and you're like i just ship it to my house like these are it's not a pair of nikes man like just get in your car <laughs> and drive for that it, like don't <laughs> sign for the thing it's been in a you know it's been in a, a a warm warm building it's not on the back of the truck getting bounced around it, it, yeah. it doesn't get. Oh, nobody was home, so it sits on the back of the truck for eight hours, then gets back to the shop. No, like if if you're willing to spend that kind of money, I don't care if it's three hundred dollars. It's a live animal. Go to the fucking hub.
0: It, it it's like and I always keep. I don't know day. how you do it, but I always keep a slush fund. I do not like. I'm not one of those guys that's like, okay, somebody paid me. You know five grand for a snake and it's not even shipped yet i'm gonna go spend it on something else like I'm yeah, one no, of those i am not
2: know i was just about to say that dude fuck that i've i've I never learned the hard way with that before bro. i
0: don't spend or touch a dime of the money that customers send me until they physically have that snake in their possession and i get the two thumbs up saying that they're happy i don't touch it otherwise
2: listen is this true will I, I'm, I'm gonna have to put you on blast because this girl's already I misspelled her name and she's going in on me. She's saying I have dementia. But this is jube jube. This is good old Kayla. Do you know Kayla yeah. will? I do. You yeah. You is she apparently the mother of Teresa of Canada when when it comes to snake keeping? Because she said that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like over the over the top. Anyone who's like <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Kayla. I'm so sorry. You get- Oh that was like epic.
0: Branches,
2: heat
1: spot like doing nido testing all the time. Like I'm like, yo, don't don't even don't even go there with the husbandry. Because let's be serious, ball pythons don't uh <laughs> they do well in tubs, but they don't have to live in tubs.
2: Yo, no, it it, it it but that but also too like I've I've had conversations with Kayla on the on the on Instagram where we're like you know like we're both out of breath and she's like oh, like fuck dude I just I just cleaned t- ten cages. I, I just cleaned ten cages in four hours. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was yeah. like, "Dude," but yeah. but but like because yeah. she literally like like she's willing to put in all the work, all the efforts behind on how you should keep a ball python in a four by two. And she fucking, yeah. I'll never, I'll never knock anybody who does what she does when it comes to keeping a ball python in a four by two. But you better be able to do the work and be ready for that shit. So sure. <laughs> I just. I just had i just had to throw that out there um yeah
1: no i, I didn't say that
2: because uh, <laughs> it, it's it, i
1: mean man like look look at how we we keep snakes and then she she's taking it to an entirely another level now that's that would be a very difficult system to keep on a big scale but she's not doing right. that
2: right no yeah no
1: no in fact it's better than the way most people do so
2: yeah and i want to ask you jordan because you know you're obviously in a position where I'm sure you're gaining new customer bases here and there based off the stuff you're hatching and how much do you feel it's important to make sure that the the pet side of the industry is taken care of and what I mean by that like have you you had anybody that you sold a high-end snake or just maybe a, a a you know anything more than a normal to someone who just wanted it as a pet or have you been solely just selling to breeders I'm just curious
0: uh I'd say it's like it's not an even mix. I would say like 20 80. Like I say like, 20% of the customers I sell to are um because I know I know guys, like a lot of guys will just wholesale stuff, um you know, like the $200 $100 snakes and not deal with the sales aspect. I still put everything up on Morph Market even the cheap stuff even if it's just temporary to see if there's any interest because I feel like you know, if somebody wants to buy a nice pet and they can give it a nice home, I would rather sell that, that snake to somebody that I know is going to take care of the animal, or at least is going to try to take care of the animal, than send it to a distributor where I don't know where it's going to end up. It could end up in some pet store somewhere, and you know, it could end up in bad hands. And you know, these pet stores don't vet the people. You don't know where these animals are ending up, and um, so I always try to take the option to sell directly to somebody if I can. Um, but I would say after a certain dollar amount, it's usually people that are looking to either build a business or become breeders. I, I haven't sold a multi thousand dollar animal yet to this date to somebody who just wanted it because it was cool.
2: What about you, Will?
1: I, I have, they're not, um, very common. Um, but they, they're, they're out there. Um, I sold a snake to, a, uh, uh, well, to Danny Green from the Toronto Raptors. Um, oh, nice. that was, a, I remember that several thousand dollar animal. Um, and I'll tell you, man, he fucking it did not go well. <laughs> he sent Whoa. me pictures. What happened? Yeah, uh he sent me pictures. Probably four months later of it on Aspen screen top heat lamp, and I was like, bro,
2: like, no oh, like, dude, retreat, retreat, retreat. <laughs>
1: yeah so I, I, I I explained how to keep it and. Yeah, yeah yeah, it'd be fine and i was kind of like yeah that's too bad but but you know, anyway, I don't think there has been there has been uh uh individual customers that's you know generally like upwards of like a couple thousand you're not generally it's not
0: like you're you know ten thousand dollar it's going to go into a pet but it wouldn't surprise me either if somebody came along and bought like a ten thousand dollar snake as a pet i mean it's no different than some no. of these high-end you know certified dogs and are these savannah cats f1s that are like 50. hey grand, hey, or hey what, do you, what do you
2: what do you think what do you think is happening to some of these big Echondro breeders and emerald breeders in the united states they're, yeah. celeb- they're Do not i don't want to say celebrity like athlete celebrities bro like bill stegall the new york jets um he had somebody or somebody in a fucking metal band i think disturbed or something like that but like you know paying thousands you know what i mean just just because of that one animal you have but i feel like that's like that is a huge part of what we do guys is having that person who doesn't have all the time in the world to breed and doesn't want to breed they just love what we have and willing to pay like breeder prices for that snake you you got you know it's i feel like it's a huge part but my, my thing is it's like i feel like i, t- I try to take care of all my com- customers on the same level but that kind of customer i overly take care of i want to make sure that that customer is going to potentially want another snake, not even on the level of breeding, on the level of jujube Like I would love more people who's willing to keep not two hundred fucking pythons, but maybe ten and just keep them perfectly. And that's why I love what's behind me, Will. Like Will, I know you love what's behind me, Jordan. I know you love what's behind me, and we'll talk. I about, love those racks. definitely awesome. talk about what. Jordan said to me that really pissed me off last time I spoke to
0: him um, where do we start <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> no but anyways I, I I just like you know this is why like and by the way I I was not overthrown by the amount of animals will had okay what I mean by that like he doesn't have thousands of ball pythons I'm sure people may think that because what he produces but he just has nothing but heat it's all it is in his fucking room. I cannot tell you everything he opened was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Oh, and then he, and then he would sit there and go, okay, I'm gonna show you guys this one, even though I'm not, I don't show nobody this. And I shout, I'm shout, like, what? And I, I mean, I, I don't know, Will, like where was all your double hat, triple hat, non-visual stuff? Is that, a, is that in a certain part of your collection? Because from what I saw, oh, you, I saw your main it's wall. There. Your main wall has about how many snakes you would say? The main wall with your, um, you know, your main wall with all your breeders and all that shit. How, how many snakes would you uh, say roughly? On um,
1: that wall, there's 148. And then directly behind you, there's 100. Uh, okay. So on either side of the wall, there's 248 in that room. 248 females. And then in the other room, there's another uh, 88.
2: Okay, so, so. We're up to 300, range, something like that. I'm telling you guys, I went through a lot. All fucking heat will. Um and I'm just I'm trying to think here that a lot of your foundation that were double heads or triple heads or or, or not triplets but all the like the foundation stuff that kind of got you the stuff that you have right now. Do you still sit on that and still produce stuff from those snakes or do you them, let do you let them go? Them. No, not all of
1: them. I do let some go. Um, you know, a, a normal double hat DG Crown, I don't need anymore. I needed it to start, but
2: uh I would fucking I take that it. all day. <laughs> You gotta, for, dude hold on hold on so uh DG double hat okay that's something has that has no, no use in your collection is what you're saying no no a normal a, a double hat. hat a normal double hat DG clown yeah oh, oh oh sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry okay okay it's, it's i was, abnormal, I, was right. I was passed double out because i spent so much money last year on a on a fucking dg head, and i was like this guy just wants to get oh, rid no, of I'll, you I'll, gotta I'll be fucking kidding stuff.
0: me yeah <laughs> well, i'll take your dd double heads
2: i almost yeah. fainted right now <laughs> yeah,
0: I, no, no, yeah, it's no, under no, my no. way.
2: okay so yeah. all your all, all your normals for the most part are, are have gone their different ways and and, yeah. and but like good i'm like you know, I still like I, I've told this to a bunch of people like I
1: have a single gene cypress female. And I've had people come over and go like, Why do you still have a cypress? And I, I'm able to go and open like 10 different tubs of holdbacks. And because I have here's a cypress puzzle, here's cypress puzzles from cypress hat puzzles, here's cypress double hat DG clowns, Here's cypress combo hat clowns, Here's you know, and all of that stem from one cypress female she's been super consistent she gives me like 11 12 eggs every season and i just have a hard time letting that go especially with the male power that i have it's like i i can you know i don't it doesn't i would i love it to be a cypress clown hell yeah of course but it's it's not it's just a cypress i i still keep her because you know i'm making cool stuff with her and uh and yeah, right. I, I, I you know, they were definitely there. There are still lots of double heads in the room. There, it's just, I mean, when you when you go in the room, you kind of gravitate towards the visual stuff, right? Showing showing you a pastel enchi, you're like, I'm like, I'm not showing that. What's the point? Showing well, the, the pastel let, enchi visuals.
2: well let let Will JP, let's kind of clear the air on some talk with Kodoms, okay? Because it seems like some people feel like you know not everyone but some people feel like codoms aren't important and I feel like that's bullshit codoms are very important it just depends on what codoms right um how are you guys delegating the codoms within your like for instance will let's start with you are the codoms that you have right now so locked in where there's no other codoms you want or 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 are you not opposed to not adding another codom? where are you at with codoms and then I want to know that from you JP
1: uh
2: I'm I I have pretty
1: much what I need uh there I it, it to me now, it's not necessarily adding an individual codom. it's adding a, that codom in a specific combo. Right? right. So like, it, it may not be like, let's say I'm looking for a stranger, right? I, I have strangers, but let's say I didn't have strangers, I probably wouldn't just be looking to buy a stranger, I'd be trying to bring in a stranger clown or a stranger pet puzzle or so, something with something else attached to it that I can incorporate into other projects. But okay. I, I I'm not necessarily looking for any specific codon. Um, as your collection gets bigger and bigger, you realize like this rush to be the, the first with all this stuff doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let somebody else, you know, the the founder of the thing, work it and work it and work it and work it. And when an animal pops up that like it's like a I gotta have that one. I'll spend the money to buy it to bring in to bring in those those
0: type of genes. What about you, JP? Yeah, like I, I, so my my strategy going forward because I feel like it's even kind of took me off guard a little bit is like what Will said earlier, which is how fast the industry is moving right now through these different genes and the projects that are being developed. Um, I don't do any pairings that are not at least het for something. There has to be a recessive involved in everything, and then in uh, in most cases, I'm trying to go at least for two recessives. Um, you know, my pairings. It's like. You know, this year, for example, I started last year, but I'm going to continue it this year. Like, you know, I still have yet to make a clown pie and I'd like the clown pie project, but it's like, you know, it's so much stuff has been done and a lot of people are, are able to make clown pies. that it's like, at this point, is it better for me to try to get into the game on that level? Or do I just skip that whole thing and go towards the triple right off the bat? And that's what I'm doing. I'm skipping the whole ODYB and clown pie thing. Cause it's been done. There's some, a lot of guys can do it. And i'm going for the triple the dg clown pies i'm just moving ahead so i'm trying to to keep my my sales up in the wind and and keep with with that that win because like you said things are just moving so fast that i just it was just too bad because there are some Kodom stuff that looks you know amazing
1: okay so that's that's something that i'm curious to see if the industry adjusts to
0: like if it'll come back I think he glitched her.
2: yep say, say say that again hey, will you're glitching say that again or maybe leave and come back exit and come back
0: I guarantee he's up there in northern Canada by yeah, a bunch hit, of no, wild. He's a
2: hey, listen Will is in the sticks my guy he is like and, and by the way I want I know. to. I, I want to say one of the most refreshing areas I've ever been in I went to Will's and I only had a night i was so upset i wanted to stay i wish i wish my whole trip was fucking at will's and it will be next time i go to canada it will be at will's um shit, hold on i hope my battery's not dead oh hold on well i'm coming buddy there he is go ahead Big one. yeah we're good we're good, we're good. We're good. We're, re- please repeat everything you just said okay so with genetic
1: testing this is just a, i don't know if it's just, this will happen it's kind of a thought right. with genetic testing once all the recessive genes are mapped and and you can test for het of every gene, essentially what we've done is turned a recessive, turned het into an incomplete dominant. I can't pick them out visually, but I can with a test. So you can now, now does a base clown hold as much value as a super blackhead? Right? Like all of a sudden, it's a it's not necessarily. The, the the vector of value in in the industry has been recessives, and that's because you aren't able to reproduce them quickly. You can't take a hat clown male and breed it to your crazy combos like you could with a let's say you bought a blackhead. You can take that blackhead, right. breed it into that crazy combo, and pick out the blackhead combos. Right now we can do that with the clowns. Now we're going to start to be able to do that with hats. So I think there may be a resurgence in uh in, in the codon stuff because let's be serious there's some codon combos that like are nicer than a lot of the recessive combos out there now i am mr Restra- mr recessive i i work recessives basically exclusively i don't really do many codon parents but it doesn't mean that there aren't some codon stuff out there that i think has like wild potential like absolute wild potential mark I, I don't know if he's still here
0: um he's I saying would, goodnight he's saying play. goodnight you saying? Oh, he said night. Night. Uh, later.
1: Um, but we were later just on a show together, and uh, and he was like, we were we were just, we were just chatting about some combos, and, and he took his phone out, and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, so here's like, look at this thing, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like that thing is insane, and it was like some I, I don't even remember what it, what the combo was, but it was a uh, it was just like a straight codon combo, and I was like, that's not like a visual like hypo or anything like that. He's like, no, there's no hypo in that at all, and I was like, holy. Christ, I was like that. Just that direction alone has a as a path with it, right? I, I don't know, Dork. What do you think about that? You think that like because essentially, with genetic testing, we have turned recessive genes into incomplete dominance. That's essentially what we're doing. I can breed a hat clown to combos, test hmm. them, and pick out the hat clowns. Basically, uh, so it, it's it's essentially turning it into an incomplete dominant. Which does that even the playing field? with actual incomplete dominance wow
0: yeah i mean i definitely think that the whole genetic test thing is going to speed things up a little bit and i don't know i i I don't know if that's going to be positive or negative in the short term or in the long term i I do know there are some negatives to it like you point out where it's some projects that we see today their value is there because of the amount of time it took for breeders to get there and trial and error and holding stuff back that was pause head this pause head that or 66 percent and now that you can remove that all that error out of the equation, you know, and and just keep back everything, and then you just know what direction you're going right off the bat, it's going to speed it up. And what is that going to look like on our landscape from a value perspective, uh, long term, I don't know. But there are some positives in the, in the sense where like, there's a couple animals that I have right now that like the animal I posted today, the super ODYB NG leopard Pie, it's 66% head clown, would I like to know if it's head clown absolutely, because I wouldn't sell it. But on your on your argument if we don't have genetic testing i'm gonna sell it because i can't know for sure if it's head and if it proves out for somebody else now they potentially move ahead of me because i didn't keep it right so there right. is there is a trade-off One of
1: the things that i think like a major drawback to uh to testing is there there is a huge portion of the market that like let's be serious not everybody can afford Super orange dream, yellow belly, enchi pie, hundred percent hat clown. Right, that's a that's yeah. an expensive animal, and like a lot of people want yeah. to work with that stuff. You Can't afford it. There was the gambling aspect. There was the
0: gambling. And some of that, some and, people's and best projects came from the gamble.
1: Yes. yes, and I think that that is the big big like drawback to, to genetic testing. You're gonna have, it, it, when you have an animal like that, it's for for you as a business. It makes sense for you to test that. What's it going to cost you? Fifty dollars to find out if it's head. If it's head, it adds three, four thousand dollars to the value of that animal. If it's not head, it 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 takes away. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take away as much as it would add. And
0: and you also don't have to burn a female to try to prove it out.
1: But for some Mm. of your customers, they would love the opportunity to try and buy that animal as a sixty-six head. They don't have to pay the at a discounted price. They're taking the risk, right? And and you have to you have to do that
0: um you're 100 correct it's gonna it's really gonna harm the people up anything. Who...
1: Uh, it, uh i disagree with that it definitely speeds things up it it you you're not it doesn't speed up necessarily time but it speeds up the complexity of projects and how quickly you're you're always putting the right animals together every single time and that uh that, that's do that year over year over year over year over year and things things
2: happen very very quickly it will now what yeah, do you guys it, it, sorry go ahead no no you go 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 ahead jimpy
0: no i was going to say he's 100% correct like the people that that in that specific scenario that you were saying the people that that harms is those who necessarily may not be able to or have the resources to purchase the seven thousand eight thousand dollar version of the animal that is guaranteed And they would only have a couple of grand to spend, and they would want to buy it for a couple of grand because it's good odds it will prove. And if it does, it just shoots them up huge without the massive investment. So I think, yeah, there's going to be some people that um, just don't have the resources that could really, would really like to roll the dice on stuff like that. And they were not going to be able to do it because everybody's just going to start genetic testing. And, you know, you take like that animal, I think I have it up for what, two grand or something. But if it was an actual guaranteed 100% head clown and I knew it, it would be like 6000 right so it's a huge jump uh, when you know for sure so yeah it does harm those that are trying to buy and, and those who don't want to spend or don't have the resources to spend those large sums of money and they would rather take their chances on something like that at a way cheaper for price sure.
1: for sure it, it, it becomes everything is either hat or not right there's no, there yeah. is no 60 percent hat it's hat or it's not and one of the issues that we may end up with is a flood of a flood of stuff to the, I mean, it's great for the pet market. Absolutely. Fantastic. My pet
0: question pet is, uh, cause I haven't but, looked enough into this whole, the whole biology aspect of it. But my big question is, is there any, uh, uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Is there any error at, at all, like a- element of error in this genetic testing, or is it a hundred percent foolproof? That's what
2: I wanted to know because I mean, we got to admit, guys, that there is going to be. We don't a see point. the
0: data. We, we don't ha- see the papers, the there, studies. But, we don't know. But, there,
2: but there's going to be a point in time where our customers are going to rely on this shit. They're going to rely on this data, and that could have a huge effect on all our poshets or sixty-six percent shit. Because I can tell you right now, man. I mean, I'm not. I, I just like anyone else you know sales are not what they were last year the year before but i'm still selling i could tell you one thing that i'm getting ghosted on or all my boss head shit, all my 66 percent shit. people once they find out like oh 66 i'm good they, they they're they not buying it they don't fucking want even though it's labeled and cheap as it is they don't want it and it's i feel like that's crazy
0: so that's what i mean i want to see the the study and the paperwork and and because obviously when they're developing these genetic tests uh, from a biological standpoint they have to write these papers and these studies and then and, and showcase the proteins, what they're testing. And what is the element of error? How often are they having to retest? How often are they getting tainted results or something happened during the testing process where it didn't pan? Like, I want to know that because is it, I don't know. I, Nobody's been able to tell with, me
1: with, 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 DNA, I think it's going to be such a minute amount. It's going to be
0: like, so um, there's any human element of error involved but, at all. Yeah. I mean, of course, of,
1: of course there's there's always a human, an element of human error but i i honestly think it's going to be extremely low very very yeah. low yeah
2: you think you think a lot of people are going to try because here's the thing people are going to start figuring out this test kit shit. like they're going to start figuring out how to test these skins at some point and i feel like a lot of people
0: like it could be something where you could do it yourself like i feel like that's what i want them to do can they develop a test where they send you a box and a kit and now you could start doing it yourself I mean, uh, or, cool? or
2: or tap in and just figure out how the fuck they do it. You know what I mean? And just and so just I, do I it.
1: looked into I looked into that, and it's it's a bit more complicated than. To cert, it, it depends on the gene, right? I think. <clears throat> excuse me. I think some genes, uh, some genes require something called a Sanger sequencer, which is like a, the the way it sequences the, the the DNA, and that specific machine is is outrageously expensive. Some of them require primers to run the test. Some of them, and you have to like, you have to set it up a specific way in order for it to happen. I was talking to a lab, and I was like, "Yo, how far are we from like wh- what's the number? How far are we from like I cut a piece of skin, I put it on this thing, and I put it in a machine, and it's like an iPhone, like Bling! like yes, it's Hep pi or yes, it's Hep clown." <laughs> and they're like, "Never, like that's not not gonna happen.
0: Not even like a swab of the mouth or or draw blood. Uh, like there's."
2: Justin Bieber never said never yeah no. I don't
1: think so I don't know I mean it's possible I I assume it, but I never I I never I, think, I, I, think
2: I, I gonna, never I never, be hard. I never thought and this is kind of probably fucking just meatheadish but I just never thought that you could have a fucking goddamn ultrasound in your collection and be a normal human with that piece <laughs> of equipment I never thought that was even feasible but we can so I don't know I I feel like where we're at it wouldn't be surprising if now justin gabelka from canova offers test shed skin
0: kits that's like like the COVID kit it comes in a box
2: i'm telling you bro i would not be surprised by the way shout to clutch shout to today's sponsor clutch um you can do um you can do some of them at home if you
1: really understand what you're looking at uh but i think it still takes a, a significant um science background
2: hey let's talk about this because will you um are very adamant about smaller meals more frequent versus bigger meals less frequent with your hatchlings which you seem to be very progressive with the growth um and and we were just talking to jp about how he's had first-time males that were just not ready and and too lean or whatever going into their first breeding season how are you delegating your males on their first season? Like, how do you know a male is fucking ready to rock and roll? Is it age over the weight, or do you feel like the weight is what and 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 the Man, sperm? I...
1: For so long, like for years and years and years, I used to try and get a young male up to size and breed him his first winter. You'd hatch him in July, and you're. I'll be right back. I'll life. be right back. All the time, I would do that, and over the last couple of years, I've just kind of taken the approach like you know what let the males grow up give them the full year go into the second winter with them they're gonna be 18 months old and they're gonna be a thousand grams even you're you're not good eaters they're gonna be like seven eight hundred grams uh I mean obviously you can like, certain animals can just be like really bad eaters and then it is what it is but as a general rule you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have your 18-month-old males are gonna be a thousand plus grams, well-established, good, strong males. And I, man, I'll tell you, I did that this season, and I was blown away with the animals that I gave that extra, extra year. They went in 24-hour locks, came back out, fed them, eating. I like my seven or eight best males had none of them have gone off of food. They're all still eating, and they're locking, 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 locking. And I attribute that to like age and maturity um obviously we've seen it happen lots of people can you know raise a july male and get it to breed in in january but i, I they I won't last very long them. i just yeah they once they it once if they go off of food they go downhill quick they they can they
0: it can sh- drop it really go downhill away. quick
1: yeah um so i just think like you just you hatch them if, if it's a 2021 i'm breeding them winter of 2022 you know, not winter of twenty twenty one. He's getting the full, the full six. If he's a July hatch, he gets the full year. He's sixteen months or eighteen months old by the time I start to breed him. And man, it has made an absolute world change, like a game changing difference. What what I, what I think males are capable of doing.
0: You know, it just so,
1: and, and I try not to breed
0: them. And this is going to sound ridiculous, um, but I'll give you an example. Um, So we've talked about this before. My desert ghost clown is my biggest male. He's over three thousand grams. He's absolutely, he's monstrous. I mean, I showed some some pictures on my stories of this male locking up the females, and people are like, "Is that female ready?" I'm like, "No, that female is twenty five hundred grams in that shot. He's bigger than that female," Um, and people don't believe it. So he's absolutely massive. He's since last November. He's had well with this week's twenty four locks. Yeah. He has never lost weight. He has never stopped eating. He yeah. never shows any signs of distress and I attribute that to the fact that he is 4 years old. You yeah. take a male that's under a year old and put him to 20 locks. He'll be dead within 4 months I'm telling you right now. So oh, yeah. I like
1: easily, easily overbreed it easily a male, and once they go off of food they can they
0: can really go downhill
2: quick that's yeah oh I, 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 I was gonna bring that up because i was wondering will and jp like if if a, if a male for you goes off food is that it for him like do you guys not like pair him, or do you guys keep depends. pairing him what do you guys do for for me it totally depends on his body condition and the way he like, like let's say he, I, let's say it. great let's say let's say great condition let's say he's been pounding food he's a fucking beast and 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 but then we're talking like two months good. or so Okay. Nope, not, no
1: matter if he's still in good body condition and he's not, you know, uh, let's be serious. Ball things can go a long time without eating and not be losing weight. It's the, it's right. the energy output uh, uh that they're that they're doing and that, that causes them to lose weight. And yeah, I think uh I I, I really think that. You know young males are way more susceptible to it than than a mature man
0: and that's the problem that that that's the reason why i've been in such a bad problem the last three years with not being able because you know this year i have probably about 130 females i could breed i'm still short on males because when i first came oh, into definitely. it you know i was taught um that you know buy your males <laughs> on the last six months you know, or that know- you know we yeah, buy all yeah. your females and then don't buy males now. Buy them 6 months before your females are ready to breed and they'll service all these females and I'm still reaping the problems with that to this day. Um it, it's it sucks because I think, if I could
1: I think a good motto is buy your female, whatever female you buy, buy the, the male for it the
0: next year. Not yeah, not like dude. To, like dude, if I, I could do it no, over again, well. I would have bought a male with that female on the on that same day, and if I change my mind on the project, I would still keep that mail and just buy another mail later. That's right? smart I too. Need, Backup mail. I would good. want backups on backups on backups. Yeah. Um dude, so I learned I, that, I
2: learned that the hard way last year. When people tell I'm me like,
0: we're all like in a giant rush
2: for whatever reason. It's because of this, like this hyper competitive market. Yeah, it's I'm the desperate. rat race. I Bro, I you call know? the ball python game the rat race. This is a fucking rat race. It's it's but, never you know, work to lose the rat race. To come and breed snakes and be chill and
1: just have that chill lifestyle I, I don't want to race it's not a you know that does it really I, matter that the male's not ready this season he, he's not ready it is what it is it's a uh, you know I really think though 18 month old males that's where you're gonna have success if you're gonna if my you, best really, breeders
0: gonna, yeah are my oldest males two three years old you know big yeah. strong bulky and even when they go off food my desert ghost clown is an anomaly like he's the only male i have that doesn't stop eating even through breeding but every my other really old big males um they're consistent but what i find with them is when they stop eating even if if i if i keep breeding them they they come around on their own after three or four months they start eating again they gain their weight back quickly a young male yeah. that's like 700 grams that's locking you've got three four locks out of him He's done. He loses three hundred grams of weight, and you are in some serious trouble. And he might even need to intervene. And and it's just it's it's not good. So anybody who's buying up a collection or buying snakes, I mean, I've don't listen to I've some pe- a Bunch of
1: times, yeah. Don't try listen to some people's
0: advices. That. Don't be shy. shy. Buy I'm males. Trying. Buy them yeah. early. Get them old. Grow them up. You'll be in such a better position later on.
1: Yeah, like the back, you, you could have been I more. I really, really could- am, am a, a, a huge supporter of getting those males. Get them, a, get a year under their belt. A full year. They're, At they're, least.
0: They're,
1: you know, a full year, and then go into that next fall when they're, you know, a full year old and, you know, a thousand grams, 16, 18 months old. But this, like, Oh, this male's five months old we're going to try and get a clutch out of them it's like yeah like rip right?
2: i see guys like-
0: posting pictures on social media where their their males are like 450 500 grams and like oh trying to get my first lock i'm like yeah i won't do that anymore man no way
1: no and i've done it i've done it i think everybody has to learn it you know everybody where we're, everyone's racing it's 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 wild because really there's so many different ways to go that you don't have to be racing with anybody i just I don't know like do the only reason that I want a young male to breed is not to be the first one to make something it's because I want to see the project progress but right. that was a that was a thing that I noticed with a smaller smaller collection I was always like I got like it's my
2: only shot to do this type of thing I have to I have to do it but that's why it's kind of it, that's why it will as, you have to admit uh, no, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry go ahead as the collection got bigger it was like okay well if this one doesn't go well the
1: project i started last year it's ready to start and like like you always have something that you're excited about happening um but these things take time ball pythons are not hard to breed but they 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 you know they're not there can be challenges though but there are good yeah you'll have challenges it's it's (laughs) just yeah man i i I really think you gotta you gotta let them mature Everyone's trying to breed females at two years old, males at eight months old, and I'm like, "Yo, guys, like, why?"
2: I don't don't think you guys know what I mean. This is not you guys. Thing, it's a
1: sausage at two years old. It's not a lean, like, healthy looking snake. They're they're just fat.
2: Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, guys. We could all admit this that there's preferences on how you want to start off your hatchling ball python. Okay, really, it amazes me how because I know people go straight to rat rat pups like you know but I also see how much smaller some snakes can be compared to other snakes when they're out of the egg and I'm like how the fuck is this thing eat a rat pup right so I just know that there's different preferences when it comes to feeding right but at the end of the day there's so many there's so many different routes you could fucking take no matter what you want to do it just it all depends on what works for you you know what I mean and I, I mean I, all I know is that a snake, a, a baby ball python, more than likely, if it swallows that animal, it's not going to die, right? But if you do that shit to a baby conjo or a baby emerald, it can die, right? So what what I'm trying to say is, just because a ball python can live through it, does it mean it's right for it? I don't think it is. I think people should start looking on what other animals are dying off of, and 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 be like, well, holy shit. Know what I mean? Because like I said, a ball python's a German tank, man. You can't, it's really hard to kill a ball python. I I just had him in 165 degrees right now. The fuckers are still alive. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but like, but but does it make it okay? That's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like there's so much adjustment overall that needs to happen within the ball python community. Um you know if we can kind of talk about rodents we haven't talked about rodents yet and I I want to talk about rodents because JP has gone through quite of a time breeding his own rodents uh Will how have you been feeding your own collection you have a rodent building I can't remember if I asked you this or not I do I do he's okay. came uh, over to the
0: dark side I
2: how, have. what, what, what I when have. did this happen When did this happen uh last
1: summer I picked up some ASFs from Jordan got got stuff started rolling um, nice I Perfect. had one in my current bathroom which uh the, the one I had I just we finally got the I bought a school portable like an old classroom it's like a 24 nice. by 36 like building and uh we finally got water got the hydro and the heat and power and everything to it and just in beginning of December I decided uh after you know I tried it for about a year I fed a rack of snakes ass and this you know some people are going to go like you're, you're nuts everything that i am selling I, I still feed rats and actually the majority of my collection right now is still on rats but i'm switching my entire collection over to ass i've made that decision i am breeding whoa specifically,
0: welcome specifically to the dark ASF. side
1: and uh yeah i gotta give jordan gotta loves give it a huge, a huge uh
0: oh, a i really huge want to talk about this point because i'm very passionate about this point and i and i I I talked to Will several times over the course of last year about the topic and he finally seen some of these nuances and it's just stuff that I've learned. So I'm on the same boat as you actually, right now I have, I stopped breeding ASFs and rats in general, because we're looking to move by spring and find the place where I can build a building and do this properly. So I need to get all the rodents off the property for now. Um, but that's, that's neither here nor there, uh, long story short, the the soft have such a dramatic impact in the snake. And it's not it's not in the ways that people think like everybody talks about makes videos on YouTube talking about how the, the rat is better for the snake has more protein, this, and that that's all anecdotal. We don't really like how do you really test for that? I mean, I can right. tell you other things that's really good about uh, the rodent. So I'm like you, I, I feed all my, my stuff for sale rats. I get rats every week for that stuff. That's no problem. My personal yeah. collection. Um, since I stopped producing ASFs, I, I've, I can't get ASFs anymore. So I've moved after an entire year being on ASFs, I can only get rats now. And so everything is back on rats and 60% of my collection is eating rats. No problem. And guess what the 40% that are not switching are the same problem snakes that I had before I switched to ASFs in the first place. So one thing yeah. I've learned is from a jet. Gen- now there are going to be exceptions to the rule, but I, what I will say from my personal experience from a general basis a good eating snake will eat whatever it wants whenever it's hungry whether it's a gerbil hamster mouse asf rats it don't matter what you feed that animal for how long you feed it if you can only get a different prey source they will eat it the only snakes that give me a problem are the snakes that have always been a problem from day one regardless of what they ate so that was the first thing I've I've learned with them and, I've, and I'm learning it right now because like I said, the last month, I've only been able to feed rats and I'm not having you know, as many issues as I thought I was gonna have because everybody talks about how ASF eaters will only eat ASFs and it's complete nonsense. Um, but there's a couple other points to the ASFs that I think you've also learned now, Will, that I was mentioning. Uh, number one, they are far more productive, okay? So in that's terms that, of that, 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 That's that for sure. I mean, I it, you know, I'm it, okay. dude, I'm you know, not against these guys. No, I,
2: I, I love ASFs, okay? I think they're the fucking best, mainly because, check this out, right? Like I was talking about earlier, how there's so many, like, there's ball pythons that are so small to where, like, even if you feel like, I don't wanna feed my snake a mice, I wanna feed it a rat. So, what are you gonna feed it that could feed, like, what can a small python eat that's related to a rat? A pinky, right? But what is pinky? A skin of blood. All there is is fucking blood and a little bit of fat in that Dude, pinky. That's, but, that's, but, but, that's the case. That's the case right to a it's almost a small rat it's all fat now, and milk but 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 like, check this out a fucking, but but an asf is born like a little mini wolf like it's born with yeah. fur already like it already has yeah. hair and that that hair is a huge important part on the growth start of that hatchling it's it's funny people don't even understand that but that fur is important like it's very well, important
0: let me so let me so let me give you another point this is one thing that uh That took me by surprise. I actually talked to Will. Yeah, I talked to you about this a couple days ago on the phone. Um, Before I switched my adults over to ASFs, I've only had like maybe four or five snakes at the time that were like pushing 2,500 grams. Most of my snakes were in between that, like 17 to 2,200. That was a pretty good average. After a year of being on ASFs, I have over 50 snakes pushing 4,000 grams. They're not fat. They're not fat. They got long, they got. Big, they got thick, they are just muscular, big machines. And I don't like, I, I don't want to make claims that this is going to happen if you feed ASFs, it's better for the snake. But I've seen the growth to the point where I had to scale back, I had to like switch to every two weeks, every three weeks because I was like, uh, man, I'll the make collection's the, getting huge. Uh,
1: I'll, make, I'll make the argument that an ASF is better for a ball python. I think every single breeder out there, if you said to them, no matter the price aside availability aside everything aside if I could every single week, every single week drop off 400 ASFs in your room or 400 rats equivalent size meals they'll take the everyone's going to take the ASF I mean we just know regardless of whether they're the native prey or whatever we just know ball pythons do better on ASS better is, is is anecdotal like you mentioned but. The big but, you know, for well, it's, me.
0: Not, it's not necessarily down to because people talk about the absorption of the rodent. And I don't even attribute it to that. What I attribute it to it is that when they're eating ASFs, they're less likely to go off food. And if they do, the, the period of time they stop eating is less time, which means they're still getting more rodents. And people talk about like, oh, but a rat gets bigger, isn't that? Will, you saw the ASFs I was giving you. The males, I was within 12 to Yeah. They're hundred. They're pushing hundred grams. These males. I mean, they're huge. You're right. They're they're I just as big as small we rats.
1: We really know too much about reptile nutrition. To be totally honest, we don't know shit about it.
2: And that's the, that's, a, hey, that, hey, that's a problem. That's Dude, a fact. Yeah. We should fucking like why, why should we care? Like like why should we allow once a week water changes? Oh me, you're messing up with the mic, sweetheart. Come on. What reality like, like, is is a Norwegian rat.
1: You're a growing snake, right? Let's talk. Let's talk about a baby, a baby snake growing. A Norwegian rat, you're feeding it pups, right? You feed your your or sorry, your your baby snake, you're feeding it Norwegian rat pups. Those pups are just like literally milk bags. They just all they're doing is sitting there, and and they're they're still on milk. Milk bags. A small rat (laughs) is only off of off of milk for like up to a week. By the time a small, we're looking at a seventy gram rat. That is still a developing rat. It is not a developed rat. A developed rat is a 200 gram or 150 gram rat and they're getting too big for a ball python. The ASF is at 60 grams is an adult developed rodent, full full calcium in the bones, full skeletal structure, full muscle development, all of those type of things. And I think that that complete, that it, the way I compare it is the rat is like eating, a, and it's not quite as extreme. Everyone's worked up about weights. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, but I can get a rat at 80 grams, and my ASFs are 60 grams." And I make the same comparison. Like, I can eat three pounds of Big Mac versus one pound of lean chicken breast. Which one was better for me, right? Which one was a better had better nutritional value for for me? And I think it's the same, same, same application with, uh, but
0: there's with several with other AS. benefits too. Like, like the other benefits, oh, I mean, they, they like crazy, they, that, they so eat. that was the number one reason why I started uh, ASFs. And I want to touch on this for, for, because I saw a few comments go through your screen about people talking about how expensive rats are getting. And I know we all know that prices are skyrocketing everywhere. And if you have a lot of mouths to feed, it can be really hard on some people to afford to spend thousands of dollars a month on rodents. So that was one of the things that I really liked about ASFS. If you're in a, if you're in a position where your rodent bills are starting to get really expensive, and you you don't live in a farm, or outside of the city, or somewhere where you can sit, because let me tell you, I have right now, I'm getting I'm getting about 100 uh, smalls or 125 smalls a week from my uh, from my friend who doesn't want to be mentioned because he doesn't want to become a supplier. Um, but I have like 20 left over from last week. I had 3000 ASFs in my garage and they smelled less bad than the 20 rats that I had left over from this week's feeding. That's so if you're going to breed rats, you need to be away from people and a proper space. ASFs is different. So if you want, if you're in a position where you want to cut costs and you want to stop spending a thousand dollars a week on, on rodents, and, but you, you only have a garage, you have neighbors, guess what? ASFs can get you out of that problem because they are so 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 less stinky compared to a rat. Dude, it takes I fucking
2: miss my ASFs. They smell so great compared to a fucking rat. Dude, it dude. takes 150 oh, ASFs. Okay,
0: to and, as and bad I'm as not one adult rat.
2: I'm not I'm not telling anybody out there to go past a week on your fucking ASF chores. No. Keep that shit at least once a week. But if it happens, like let's say life happens and you're on day 8 or 9, it, you're not you're, you're okay i'm actually not happy to say this but there's been times where i went two weeks without changing my 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 ass betting and it really was nothing compared mm-hmm. to what it would be one week with the rat with the rat it's just it's tremendous Dude, like, it's, Ross, it's disgusting
1: i've read rats for 15 years i had a colony of rats for 15 years it was a hard thing to let it go and i used to hate you, you go to clean the freedom reader tubs, right? The CB V70s. You take all the rats yep. out, move them to the next tub. And rats are, are like a they, they they carry like their their urine, their shit has so much more moisture in it. And so it creates like you go to tip it out. And I used to have a drywall scraper to try and scrape all the bedding out and then try and wipe it down and clean it up. And and it was just like, I was like, this is this is just messy and gross. The first week I had moved the ASFs into the new Freedom Reader racks and I had them. They were in there for uh they were in there for a week and i went to clean and i like took the 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 colony out and i thought the bedding is the still bin. good <laughs> oh i i took the video like i went to like i had my scraper in my hand and i like tipped the bin up and it was like voila, and it all just fell out and the bin looked brain i was like what uh maybe in a little corner they they, they they've, they've peed and, and gone to the bathroom in a little corner and i just scooped that out take some paper towel wipe it out and reset up the bedding i
0: I just and let's, let's, let's and just to put it in perspective, just to put it in perspective, because you could speak to about the rats. I don't know anything about breeding rats, but I can tell you to feed 220 mouths every single week only costed me with bedding, food, everything. It only costed me three hundred and twenty dollars a month in supplies, including rodent food to feed all those mouths on a monthly basis on ASFs. You were probably going through double of that in food on a weekly basis
1: uh that was probably at the height of our rodent production close to a thousand a week okay Will, you okay
0: there there, there's this so cheap to produce asfs it saves so much money and if you live in a space where you cannot do a full-on building you can get away with having a nice size asf calling a garage and your neighbors will never know you'll never upset anybody because if you take care of them and you keep them clean once a week fresh bedding you will not have an issue, and all of a sudden, you can save yourself hundreds, even thousands of dollars in, in food bill.
1: Yeah, Let me buy like the it.
0: rats you need for your customers and breed. A&M.
1: And your retired breeders feed them to your ball pythons.
0: Yeah, they never get too big. You don't have to have any waste.
1: Yeah, no, they are they are a very good food source. For but here's hydons. another thing that people maybe, will talk about. Maybe not, but uh, I, I honestly, there there is a wide open market for someone to do uh ASS on a large scale like think about like if you could produce five thousand ASFs a month six thousand oh ASFs a month man yeah you, you'd, you'd be sold out every single week like every single week you, you couldn't make enough of them
0: so Ryan halander made a comment saying that he doesn't think ASS will breed well if you change the betting every <laughs> wait, week. wait listen listen
2: listen 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 I have to save myself right now because I did something by accident I swear to He's God blocking? No, I see that no, no, no! I just put Mother Teresa on timeout. I did not yeah. need to do that. Popped, I tried because no, I'm trying to. It says for five minutes. Okay, Mother Teresa, hey come back. I in five minutes. I was trying to make her a moderator. No, dude, she's gonna fucking throw me for this. I'm dead. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm. I, not- I, I, I'm uh, you know, it took me a
1: long time to admit it, even just to myself. um I had Brad as you noticing a difference.
0: On the asf yeah you are not a difference okay
1: i'll tell you so uh the the, the five my, my top five males this year i fed them asfs right from the hop right from the start right to the finish right to even currently those five males are now 18 months old and they are by far some of the best breeders i've ever had they are uh they're going in they're locking for 24 hours they come out I, I, I pair up on Mondays, I pull them out on Wednesdays, whether I get a lock or not, a lot of these guys, I'm pulling them out Tuesday afternoon, because they're already locked and separated. I pull them out, I go and grab some ASFs, pop an ASF in, it's like instant, instant eat. And then they chill until the next Monday, and I pair them up again. And they have been this group of males. Now, this is a very small sample size. I'm not saying guys that this is strictly related to ASFs. But that specific group of males, has been the most consistent breeders I've ever had, ever Over, in fifteen years. Those those five males have gone in this season, and it's just been like that's how ball pythons are supposed to breed. Like, and I how like much time play. are you
0: saving now in terms of your cleaning schedule? I mean, you must be saving hours and hours of cleaning time by <laughs> taking care of ASFs and not rats.
2: Jordan's loving this. Oh
1: yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm producing probably the equivalent amount, uh, maybe not quite, quite yet. Um, but I, I honestly, man, I, it feels like, like th- this sounds crazy, but like I, I enjoy working with the ASFs. I did not because you enjoy only spent two or three hours to clean
0: a whole colony of ASFs, where you'd need a whole day or two days to do your it rats,
1: right? Really like, and and they smell good. They're just, they're just not a. they they're they're not messy. It's not gross. I don't get flooded bins. I don't have you know. I I just not having the 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 the, the stuff I really disliked about rats. ASFs don't have.
0: Um, and the other thing Stop too talking, which
1: if a male in a colony dies feed the colony out. I started Yeah, it. you guys started a colony. very simple that way.
0: So but the other the other big positive to uh, the ASFs which I've learned too is because now that I'm back on rats you notice a difference in your maintenance aspect of your snakes too. So one thing I notice is when my snakes eat rats and consistently for multiple weeks like it's like messy uh, hard poops but there's a lot of moisture in the poop their urates are like cement they smear it everywhere it takes me twice as long to clean a snake rack that eats rats than it does for the ones that eat asfs. because when they eat asfs, the tiny little poops in the corner the urates are soft nothing sticks to the bin it's It's a quick wipe down it's It's like it's
2: like it's like a it's like a a mouse like they shit like a mouse like they're really tiny poos like mike's like like mice are easier than rats but mice could be no fucking. i'm talking
0: about the snakes right now i'm not talking about oh. the ASFs. Oh, sorry. i'm talking you. the maintenance of cleaning a collection of Whoa, snakes
2: oh, oh, oh okay i'm sorry so so you're saying that what comes out of the fucking snake is even cleaner and so
0: less. different man have you, know, I have you, you, have you, have you noticed my... that
2: will i i didn't
1: really like pay any attention to that until he had mentioned it and you he, he told me that maybe a month ago and i kind of was watching animals that were on ASFs, and, and yeah i would say that their 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 excrement is probably 50% less than um than when it was with rats and they don't like they don't they're not making nearly the mess in the bin I think it's like a cleaner I I think they just absorb more of it to be honest I think they just there's no yeah I they they they, honestly I gotta say like I I was man I think I said it on your podcast I'm not sure I'd switch my whole collection to ASS you did say that point I don't think I would switch my whole collection, and here we are a year later, man. And I,
0: you know, is that, gonna have, a, is that,
1: that
2: gonna have is, is that gonna have is that gonna have an effect little. on is that gonna is that gonna have effect on sales at some point? You th- you feel like
0: no. I, 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 all the animals I sell are not fed not.
2: rats.
1: My whole but, rats, my collection and, and customers that you know say like, hey, I have ASS keep feeding at ASF, no problem. But I I have a great great buddy close by, he's making three thousand rats a week, drops off a bin of rats for my for my hatchling room, and it's. I don't have to breed the freaking things, you know, buy it. That's what I'm going to no do
0: when, when we set up a new space by spring, I'm going to just breed ASFs and buy the rats that I need and not, not worry about yeah. producing the rats. That's a yeah. better way to go
2: now i'm yeah, a big yeah. advocate i'm a big advocate on what you put into your rodents though too you know I, i'm well when this I, when is I was, the
0: problem and i've coached will and i've coached a lot of people and i had it on my patreon too i had like i, I had
2: <laughs> hey by the way time out time out time out <laughs> he just said he coached will to hear this it's like i, I, <laughs> I love it though I'm, I'm I, gonna, it's, did. it's game i love it guys no, you never know where you'll be <laughs> in life this is crazy this is crazy tell me more i want to hear it
0: so I had 20 plus videos on my Patreon about the, the problem. So, so there's this huge like, misconception about the, the growing of the ASFs and establishing a colony. It's not, And that's because everybody who fails at ASFs are trying to treat ASFs as if they do treat their rats. Yeah, and 100%. you need to yeah. you need to understand that ASFs have a different care requirement than rats do. If you treat a colony of ASFs the same way you do with your rats, you're going to fail. Number one, ASFs need to be clean. They don't like dirt. Every day I went out in my garage, there's, there's a million little niblets of poop all over my floor because they literally pick them up and they push them out of the cracks of the tubs because they don't want the shit in their tubs. So they have to be clean. They have to have a good diet. So Will was doing what, what I was doing, and you're lucky that you have a farm nearby. I had to buy them from Costco, so it was costing me more money. but. Hard-boiled eggs, shell, egg, everything to the adult breeders. They love the shell. They love the yolks. Huge source of protein. Everything.
1: Every bin gets hard-boiled eggs.
0: Yeah. Huge calcium boost, protein, amino acids. It's great for milk production. Bird seeds, corn, different veggies. If you give them a varied, super strong diet, other than that typically processed, crappy rodent block that uh, rats can be sustained on. Your ASF production just goes dramatically insane. Yeah, like, I was—you're sure. y- getting twenty, this thirty cups a liter.
2: This is crazy knowledge right now, just because I—I never knew about the eggs, fly like bird seed. Like I—I I went to Missouri. Feeding, what I've been feeding is I've been doing a thirty percent
1: protein cat food, um, a thirty percent protein cat food. I bought a racing pigeon seed mix, which is like peas, barley, oats, wheat, uh, corn, all that's sorts that's- of that shit. and then um and then hard-boiled egg for per bin every single week grow out bins I'll put like five of them in there and um and man oh man like the the eggs bro like I'll go uh, I clean the rats I put a I put an egg in you know next bin you have to crack
0: the egg by the way because they can't bite through the shell yeah I just crack it on the side of the
1: tub break it in half and chuck it in the bin with them and by the time I'm done cleaning bin one's eggs already gone if I put in eggs on Monday Tuesday morning there's not a single like drop of egg in any bin. They're gone. And, uh, uh, man, I'll tell you, they, they've just been, people People tell me, like, oh, they grow so slow and this and that. And I feel like they, they the, the grow up process takes a
0: while. It's but slow. That's the only but when you make tens of thousands of them, you don't care anymore right. because you always have bins across a whole wall full of them. Right. That's exactly it.
1: I mean, I, I'm producing right now I only have one i have 45 colonies i've got five more um freedom reader racks coming in so that should put me to uh close to 300 300 colonies is what i'm aiming to get the other to.
0: problem that people and that don't, don't do well which
1: 1500 a week
0: but the, the other problem too um and you could probably attest to this too is the guys who breed rats who try to treat the ASFs as rats who that's why they're not successful another thing that they don't realize is so uh, somebody told me that rat a rat mom can last upwards of two years and maintain strong litters is that true like what what's the lifespan of a, of a good female I, rat?
1: That. I, I, would, generally, I, I generally went 12 months 12 months okay, so I,
0: I, would, I would go to over a year so my ASF colony i was from the first litter i gave them four to five months tops, we're talking after six, seven months, colony has moved on because the younger the females, the bigger the litters, but they only have big litters for a short period. You're not going to get a year of big litters out of an ASF. You're going to get and so your your first litter is going to be eight to 10 or maybe six. She's probably going to eat most of them because it's her first litter, which is normal. That's okay. And then the next litter comes, it moves up to 12 or 14 with a good diet. She keeps them, she raises them. And then your third litter, now you're pushing 20 plus. You've only got another maybe three, maybe four litters left out of that girl to sustain 20 plus pups. And then it's a quick uh, decrease. So so the problem problem is 35,
1: 35. She looked like a tennis ball before she had them. And I counted all the individual pinks. And there's 35 yeah. pinks in one ASF. I was like,
0: So a like, rat guy's mentality is I, I'm going to keep my adult female on the shelf for two years or a year or whatever. But an ASF person who, who is an expert in, on breeding ASFs is going to remember each bin in each colony and rotate out these colonies every six months or less to keep the girls young. And that's one of the, another big difference that people don't realize when you're breeding ASFs. Yeah. You have to treat them as if they're their own species. And you cannot breed them and feed them yeah. the way you do with a rat
1: same thing like uh, boas and ball pythons right boas uh they're they're not exceptionally hard to produce but you can't treat them like a ball python you have to give the species what it needs to produce and if you treat a ball python like a boa it's not gonna you're not gonna get great production if you treat a ball python like a uh or you treat a boa like a ball python you're not gonna get great production you have to treat them individually differently and it's the same thing with ASFs. ASFs are not hard to breed you just have to alter your um care requirements to make them breed. Keep them happy and they're going to go like crazy.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's oh, a, MJ, I, I, I just,
0: your uh, mic is muted.
2: Hi, I'm back. Um there but is. what I was saying what I was saying is there are some things when it comes to breeding reptiles that are similar. One thing that's not similar per species for the most part is how often how frequently feed it. Um, you know there, there are just certain things that you have to adjust to um and, yeah. and and it's funny that you mentioned that will because rats are rats mice are mice asfs or asfs you have to adjust to what you're working with and i feel like i'm not can you guys hear me okay i feel like i'm glitching yep. yeah okay no you're good I, I i i i one thing i dude i wish i would have known this information when i had my six colonies back in the day because it's funny bro like my my colonies didn't grow as quick as they should have it did seem like they took a while, um, and I don't know. I, I just the longevity of certain things didn't seem like they should have been because all I fed them was Missouri, and I thought Missouri was the best you could give them, and that's it. But that's for a rat, you know. I
0: think it's rat, a good food, but it's not it. You can't if you're it's not complete,
2: just, I feel like, yeah, if, idea, if it's if not, you're not complete.
0: Throw a bunch of ASFs in a tub and just have some lab lock hanging off the top of it. It's not gonna work, no, they're not but gonna that, do that well, But
2: but if you okay, imagine a species of rodents that you have to do that much extra for how much extra is it going to be better for your snake you got to imagine well, that's my that's my thinking too like that like 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 you what know the whole grass like 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 the whole grass-fed cows and like that i think that's yeah. fucking for reals i think that's i think there's a difference between organic and not organic i really do i feel like the asfs if you're doing it right could be the organic meal for your fucking ball python like that could be well, like I mean, it's funny we, we talk
1: about like a lot, the lizard guys right you look at the lizard guys and like huge thing for lizard guys is gut loading your insects but right we're not gut loading rats we're feeding them missouri you know i heard some people out.
0: asking asking to do that to their like I, I i remember my my one of my old rodent suppliers um was telling me that he had a few customers that wanted gut loaded rats um and i just I feel like that's not something that the snakes are really absorbing. I mean, are they really absorbing grass and all this other stuff into their system? Uh, it would be I mean,
1: basically if you're if I were going to like gut load rats, I would give them like a higher calcium, higher protein, higher everything diet for the week leading up to feeding. Not like throw it in the day before. It'd be like a week weeks worth of food that's very high protein, high calcium, high you know high nutrition, and, uh, and yeah. then give them yeah. give them the week with that food, then feed that bin off. And i think i think that would
2: i, I mean i assume it would work at, l- you know, l- in l- life. gentlemen let's wrap our heads around this at the end of the day the biggest meal you're giving your biggest female is probable to a small rat if that okay like you're mm-hmm. not giving and there's people who who toss mediums to their fucking females if not large i learned
0: my lesson the hard way i will never do i've that heard again.
2: i've heard motherfuckers giving jumbos once a month like it's like what the fuck? like they're not they're not swallowing baby deer in the wild like that is fucking insane and what's crazy is i've seen collections with snakes that are gigantic but they're not on gigantic meals they're gonna get big on their own already um but that's mj you gotta come
0: see my collection you're gonna see some big big snakes um, um that are dude, i can't
2: wait well listen it, it, is it on the way to wheels because next time i go to canada i'm staying. i'm staying unless there's a show which I think I, I am, wait. CRB All is right. a CBR. What is it? What is it called? I forget.
0: CRB. CRB.
2: September is that September? Yeah. yeah Yeah. I'm there. Wait, wait. But that is it. The same weekend as Arlington. I don't Usually think this time. Okay. If it's not, uh, listen. What, like, it can be. It conf- can be opposite. Like they're gonna if be close. Will, if Will's in town, that's the weekend I'm rolling. I'm gonna go. And Will, I'm never not. I'm never staying at your house or like staying by your area for one night ever again i need like three four nights bro i yeah. i i am obsessed with the scenery the countryside your pops your pops is a a yeah. g to top g uh i just dude talk about just like just ah oh, like is this earth i feel like i'm in earth is when i'm at your place bro i i gotta say it's very breathtaking but how far are you uh jp from will i'm curious where you at? uh three
0: about three hours
2: so i would still fly into toronto right or no Or what would i fly into yeah or, or... he's still flying i'm just i'm the same away from toronto i think you to
1: we were talking about coming out this way a little bit
0: yeah so we're looking at if, houses if, up if by he, his area
1: Ooh, you if might you be moving way way 45 45 to an hour away something like that you might
2: you, jp you might be
0: moving oh we are moving this year for sure yes whoa i didn't know this
2: you were yeah you've been at your place for two years and you're already moving
0: well the collection is getting big and and there gets to a point where um, having this many animals in the house just doesn't do it for me anymore because you know you can do as good of a job as you want keeping animals clean and stuff like that but you know when they all start pooping at the same time smell permeates through the vents and we're just at a stage now where i just i want to get the animals out of the house into their separate building i want to have my own rodent facility and i just want everything to be legit and and buildings and so we don't have the space to do that where i am now so we're looking for a place where we can do that where are your snakes right now in the room so my basement is about uh 1250 square feet and the rec room in the basement is about uh 750. So we turned a rec room into a pseudo facility by epoxying the concrete floor, putting a nice door in the hallway and just sectioning it off. And it's basically my my facility. And there's still like another bedroom washroom and all that other stuff in the rest of the basement. But that particular room is the quote unquote facility. Wow.
2: That's and that's not and that right there, you don't you don't even want them in the house anymore. Like you want them separate. That's it's, it's getting, Yeah. Like,
0: You know, there's a few struggles with the house. Like, for example, right now, February gets very dry. I'm struggling with humidity right now. I'm struggling with, you know, keeping things on good sheds and and not have to go down there daily and, you know, putting water on the paper, getting it all soaked up. Like, it's just, it's it's a real challenge. So I feel like if I had a facility, that would be one problem I could avoid. I could keep humidity at a certain level. Can't do it in the basement of the house because if you run 60% humidity or more in a basement of a house with windows when it's minus 20 outside, you're going to get massive condensation on the windows, mold growth not good for the house right so there's certain challenges that's with
2: that. a, that's very good advice right there man because i'm i'm in the position right now where this room i, I just moved into this brand new room and the humidity's down it's like 2030s right and so i noticed that when i tried to use machinery to get the humidity up my fucking windows were fogging crazy and i'm like oh my god that's that's not good like i and that means that the, the walls are getting wet and so um i had to cut it down and you know now now i'm just like okay i gotta do what i gotta do minimal in the room but i gotta make sure that enclosure's extra humidified and it's an adjustment thing man and it's and, and you want to talk about bro like the thing with what's behind me and just like you know a ball python after a while if you don't give it humidity it could create an, an ri but these motherfuckers you give it two days with poor humidity and ri city and 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 then you're dealing with a fucking headache you know the
0: problem with humidity in the house is is people really don't understand how quickly mold can start growing even behind your drywall underneath your carpets where the windowsills are and that can have a negative effect on not even just the animal's health but your own health as well so you've got to be very careful with how much humidity you want to start cranking out you know in your home um especially if you live in a climate
1: we, we built a new shop with like keep like that in mind um like the ceiling Yet yeah, we put the insulation in the attic and then vapor barrier the, the attic like vapor you put the vapor barrier so you don't get condensation moving through it but then instead of most people when you put the vapor barrier then you punch a hole to run your electrical for your lights and you punch a hole through the vapor vapor barrier and i didn't want to do that we didn't want to have you know a, a warm humid snake room have hot air moving up through the drywall, through into the into the attic, into the insulation. And then in the winter, it'll freeze in the insulation. And then in the spring, when it all thaws, then you get it dripping back into the, into the and you know, fuck your drywall and all that sort of thing. So we built actually a drop ceiling in it. So we vapor buried it, then built the drop ceiling down to run the wires through. And then the wires come right through the drywall. So there's no wires actually punching through the vapor barrier.
0: That yeah. just- Yeah, little, and then when you, when you get this many you know,
1: animals really, in your house- to, but just
0: you like know, i don't know how to your to collection drink. operates but when my collection when they start pooping it's like 50 snakes want to poop all on the same day and you know <laughs> the second you clean them, i clean that the second stuff clean right them. away but <laughs> yeah, yeah. the you know that day you can smell it coming in the house and you know you got to go and us it. like oh crap they all started pooping let me get downstairs clean everything get everything spick and span again Damn. so, hey,
2: so a, you can smell the shit from the downstairs into the house
0: oh it goes through the vents right there's a return air vent that, that oh, pulls the air out of the um, um i can't okay so, if,
2: that, if that happens where i'm at here my wife will shut this whole operation down it'll be fucked.
0: it's only on the day that they all start pooping and that's why you know i, I this is my full-time job i'm down there every single day i can't even make even, sure I, everything is
2: i couldn't bring rats into the house man
0: bro that's except, hey
2: bro because listen so the trap okay so the trap was separate from my old house and then i had this room that's here now inside the house so anytime i would dis. Like defrost rats to go feed these. If I bumped into my wife, oh my god, it was a fucking like, bro. Like I had to sneak like my ass to get rat dead rats, not even live rat. And remind me, there'd be live rats too. But bro, that was a no go for me. Like I could not bring rats inside the house. And if
0: I did, I
2: I I get scratches. I I, I bailed going going
1: uh, up a set of stairs to my. To my room.
0: That's my biggest fear. Carrying, Don't tell me that.
1: Dude, carrying <laughs> a bin of weens, probably like 100 weens in it. And I slipped and like the bin went like flipped and I went like, poof, poof, back down the stairs and weens come pouring down the stairs. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I, like I didn't even know what to do. I called instantly, like called both dogs and I was like grabbing rats, throwing the bin. Dogs are grabbing rats. And I'm just like, I was, oh my God.
2: You want ever to hear since story? then? You know, No way! You guys want to? You want to hear a story that I'm comfortably saying now that I don't live in my old house, and 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 if my wife hears (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. Yeah. So you want to hear it? What the fuck, JP? Come on! Don't be a bitch, bro. Take it down. Why? What is he doing? He's like, I don't want to be involved. (laughs) What is he doing,
0: really, though? Just had to move.
2: Oh, oh! I thought I was like, I don't want to be involved in this. You're going to talk about your wife. (laughs) Oh, no, dude. Okay, so there was a there was a time right where. I had scrub pythons, man. I, I had other stuff than this inside the house that I was keeping. And my wife wasn't a fan of it. Not only because it got out, just because of this right here. And so I had, I believe at the time, I believe at the time it was a, a scrub python that would only eat live. Okay. And for, I don't know how it happened, man, but this live rat got out of the cake. Like, like, I thought I thought this live rat got eaten, but no, it got out. And and the reason why I know is because there was a cord chewed, like I could just see shit, and I'm like, (gasps) and so and I didn't tell my wife, I didn't tell her fucking shit. And so obviously, like there's starting to be shit poo around the house, and she's like, dude, what the fuck? We have rats in the house, and I'm like, What? Like, that's crazy. (laughs) And so, and then one night, bro. I shit you not one night, I am knocked the fuck out and i just like i don't know i wake up like something wakes me up and this fucking rat is on my face
0: <laughs>
2: oh my god man I, I wake and i go what the fuck?" and i like i attempt to i attempt to snag it but i fucking swat it and it just goes flying across and i think i'm i think this is a dream but no this really happened i swat it and you know and here's the thing about a rat okay once it knows it's loose once a rat knows it has been on its oh, own it's a little different. bit it, it it i'm sorry but that rat is never gonna be the same you better fucking once you catch that rat don't put it back feed it off right away that thing is never the same okay and so i like swatted the fucking shit out of it and i'm like i look for it and it's gone and i'm like oh <gasps> and my wife's like what's going on And i'm just like nothing go go back to sleep and i never found that rat bro <laughs> yeah
0: man you you can't do that with asfs because ASF- oh i'm
2: sorry babe i, I think
0: destructive no,
2: there was a really bad smell at one point after that and i think that's what the rats what happened to the rat that's why i was like well just let it go you know what i mean not proud of my moments you know what i mean but that is a true story <laughs> anyways how do you guys feel <laughs> i'm good, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. okay
1: yeah, i think you were saying ass or ass will chew if they get out that's for sure
2: yeah hey, 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 there's a saying within there's a saying within the breeding rat. the rat there was a saying within the rat breeding community that if it's a chewer it needs a go and and I don't yeah. know if that's something you ever did you did you like is that something you did too will uh if anything
1: i I was I was big on uh food wasters so if they had just put a big big bin of food and they chewed the they didn't actually eat it they're just chewing the food just to chew it and dropping it all into the bin wasting all the food feed them out like oh, you're not, shit. you're not sticking around. Yeah. But, uh, I'll tell you that, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I ran the racks with homemade racks for I mean, 15 years and I put them into, put the ASFs in the Freedom Breeder racks and there's no way they're chewing out of those. No way.
0: No, they're, not at all. I've crazy. never had an issue they, with an ASF chewing or, or anything like that. Never. No,
1: I did in my old room have some ASFs. Like I, I, I was moving a bin around and one hopped out and I couldn't find it. Next day I we came into the room. we oh, do need gosh. to
0: give a fair warning, though. We do have to give a fair warning because I feel like a bunch of people are going to come in and watch this episode. and are going to be like, oh, my God, JP and Will say ASFs are great. Let's go breed them. And then they're going to go to Home Depot. They're going to buy some two by fours. They're going to buy the, the oh, yeah. concrete tubs. You cannot keep an ASF in a concrete tub. Don't do it. They will chew out that day and they will be everywhere. You yeah, must do it, get buy, a proper get, get, tub
1: yeah get your I, I, I never had that issue Freedom
2: tubs and then build racks around those
0: tubs yeah
2: so what, what okay well okay did, I, I'm curious that's crazy because I literally had mine in Target Sterilite tubs and they never chew through so I, I, like what, what what do you have yours in JP
0: so I bought the Freedom Breeder rack specifically for the ASFs and the adult colonies I bought the tubs the 1075 tubs And I just built wooden racks around those tubs. Yeah, because I tried them. When I first started breeding ASFs, I had put them in the concrete tubs. And let's just say uh, all the seals on my garage doors at the bottom where the concrete is are chewed up. My neighbor's garage door seals are chewed up. He has no idea how it happened, but he made a comment about it. And I didn't say nothing. And, you know... I, I used to run over ASFs in my backyard with the, with the lawnmower. I didn't even know they were there in the grass. Like, trust me, do not use concrete tubs uh, from Home Depot. So I, got some, ASFs.
1: Uh, I, I went to, I don't know if you guys have, you have home home hardware
2: down in the States. It's like Home Depot. but like, a, I, I, I've never in my life ever, I, mean, I, I would think it's Home Depot. But that's what you're thinking. It's
1: kind of kinda, it's like a smaller home depot. Anyway, I got some uh, aluminum flashing bent. So I, I went in and got aluminum flashing. So they bent it on a 90 degree and I got 12 inches up the wall and four inches on the floor. So it makes like an L shape. And I put that all around the, the, the base of the building, the new building, uh, the, the rodent building, just in case something does get out. It's not chewing through drywall, and getting into electrical, getting into anything damaging. Um, there's, there's nowhere for it to, to go. They're not chewing a foot up the wall. So I just put aluminum flashing and they're not chewing through that. But i have had zero issues with them escaping from uh zero issues with them escaping from the freedom
2: breeder tubs nothing yeah, yeah. i mean I, I understand freedom breeder is who they are because you know they fucking been around since the 90s and they know yeah, what they're I doing
1: There's no question there
2: yeah right 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 shout out to freedom breeder the sponsor
0: spend um, the money buy the tubs and you know, there's a lot of people that try point. to cut costs really point. when they're buying things, but they don't realize how much more money they will spend over time trying to continuously fix something that's not right for the, for the situation. If you just spend the money and buy the Freedom Breeder tubs from the get-go, they will last you for years. It's a one-time expense. You don't have to worry about chew-outs, and you'll just be in so much better position long-term financially. Um, so just, I'm a huge proponent. Buy the property tubs for them, especially if you want to do ASFs
2: and honestly you know I'm in a position where I'm probably gonna have to start breeding my own rodents again and I'm okay with that but my biggest struggle was because I had home built racks I had racks that no matter how good they were built there was somehow a way for them to get out you know what I mean and I think you're right it was a lot of that 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 cheap plastic that the cement tub is even though it can hold cement still like these rats could chew through it or these ASFs could chew through it You know just just put the money like here's the one thing that will and i've talked about quite a bit is is like you know you don't have to be coming into the snake game spending thousands of dollars in rats with snakes but with rats i feel like that's a priority i feel like with rats or even asfs i mean you don't want like the the, the night
0: or make sure you have a pet cat that lives outside
2: right because if they get out it's a problem bro. it's a
0: huge problem
2: it's it could be dude it could be literally the end of your life type problems it it, like my neighbor's
0: garage door seals are chewed he has no idea how it happened i told him it was probably some possum or something
2: oh my god
0: (laughs) and that's because i started them in those concrete
1: I don't have I, ass not chewing my neighbors shit. they're 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 a ways away. yeah yeah but bro. i
0: started in the concrete tubs and i and they all chewed out oh, within yeah. the first couple of weeks yeah it was really bad i bro, just moved the ass right eight?
1: into the freedom breeder and man i got i gotta say I, I feel like spoiled working with the fb racks who is i i, who is I did Jay? homemade rack for 15 years man and and Sliding that bin and like it, the water nut the nozzle is it's like just the tip poking in so like they can't jam anything in oh like yo this is the cadillac of rats like, this is um, it,
0: but but i, I will like, say no
1: rat, but no.
0: anybody who uh, wants anybody who wants to get into asf breeding if you do it right you give them a good nutrition your your food expense and we're not talking about people that have 10 snakes here we're talking about people that have 100 snakes right your expense to carrying those animals is going to go down so significantly. There's demand for ASFs everywhere. You could probably sell enough to supply your own food and bedding and break even, and it'll just, I,
1: for sure, for sure, for sure.
0: We're not the only ones up here with high rodent prices. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people across the continental United States that are suffering from high rodent prices. So if you live in a space and you have neighbors and you are just you don't live on a farm and you can't move ASFs are a great great thing because if you do it right you can do it in a garage you're not going to disturb anybody nobody will know you'll have supply for yourself it'll cost you peanuts to sustain it and you'll and that won't hamper your growth because one of the biggest things that that prevents people from growing in the industry is the rodents because the more you snakes you get the more expensive and the more money you Every, need to everything
2: is relied on the rodents you you can't do shit without the rodents without yeah. the rodents there's there's no production so and
0: another thing is is like when i remember when i was talking to justin early on about because i was trying to get advice from him from all his racks which racks to buy and stuff like that for rats because i was also thinking about doing rats back then but anyways one thing he, he mentioned to me was that rodents it's not just a cost-saving perspective of breeding your rodents it's also your entire okay, but your your production of your snakes and therefore your revenue and your projects are reliant on someone else yeah yeah and when you rely on fun. someone else to be yeah. successful it's a recipe for disaster yeah
1: yeah
2: because yeah, well, you never know what's uh, gonna uh, ha- it, you never know you never know what's gonna happen with them like like that's that that's a thing like shit could come up to where their supply is not there and and, and they're they're happening all the time and if they have their own collection th- that collection comes first you know what i mean so absolutely
1: yeah I would have a very difficult time finding right right now I have a I one of my good buddies is breeding them so I, I'm fine that way but if he wasn't or whatever for whatever reason knock on wood something happened with his place and he didn't have the production I would have a very hard time finding a rodent supplier that could supply my collection every week well
0: you especially, know what's going on with me right now right if it wasn't yeah, I'm not going to mention his name when the babies
1: he... are are cranked out like when I have a hundred clutches on the ground And my current collection to feed, man, it's a lot of rats. Like a
0: lot. I can't even get rats. The only reason why I can get rats right now is because a good friend of mine, who you know, who doesn't want to be mentioned because he doesn't want to turn into you know a supplier for everybody,
1: but (laughs) yeah, yeah, I I don't blame him. Yeah,
0: but he—if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't. I'd be screwed right now because I can't get rats anywhere else. Because everybody that's breeding them is either a too expensive or b they don't have the supply, right? Mm. Yeah, supply is man. So I can't rely
1: on someone to. To have you know hey for me like not feeding is not an option like i, I can't i can't go into a rodent spider like hey man i need 500 smalls like ah, i can only give you 200. it's like yeah no like i need five you know yeah i, I, I need them
0: well and put it this way i had i had two racks in my garage and if anybody has a standard size garage you know this is going to be a small corner of your garage i had two racks um, 64 tubs, but half of them are always being switched out with new breeders. So I would say maybe 50 tubs were, uh, productive in terms of, uh, producing. And, uh, we're just talking two small racks, four bins per shelf. I mean, they're not very large. And one grow up rack beside them, I was pulling over 200 on average a week from 50 tubs. Yeah. How many rat tubs would you need to get that kind of, you know, pull? And then with the rats, um, you have to do this maturity thing. You need all the extra uh, wall space for the,
1: but the thing right. that the, the big one the big cop the time savings with the asf says you can just they have the babies and you just leave them all together you don't have to like sort i that was the big time sa- time saver it was like me it's like i take the rats put all pregnants in a bin once i'm done cleaning separate uh weans from their mums move those girls over into new new breed tubs and then set the the pregnant girls all up in the birthing tubs and that mm-hmm. was just the, the the asfs it's like oh you had 30 babies, and it's just like, okay, into a new bin. Once you're ready to wean, boom, 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 into a wean bin, and they grow up in
0: that. Yeah. It's and and like, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to compute um, because if you don't see it, it's hard to think about it. But instead of trying to explain to people how many I'm, I'm pulling and how many mouths I'm feeding, here's a simple way to explain it. Between all the ASFs that were in my grout rack and between all the breeders I had, I had over 3,000 ASFs in my garage. 3,000. 10 bags of food lasted me a month. And I would use five bales of bedding on a weekly basis. Each bale was at the uh you last year was like six, seven bucks a bale.
1: Six bucks. Yeah. Sure. So about three hundred and
0: twenty.
1: When you come up this summer, I'll show you the ASF colony. And uh, so think about it, it, it'll be three thousand
0: ASFs I could sustain on three hundred and fifty dollars. I guarantee you there's a bunch of people in the chat right now that are spending more than three hundred and fifty dollars a month feeding half of the snakes that I'm feeding. Oh right? my like, god, I was spending a lot oh, of money on rats,
2: bro. I was spending fucking yeah. the shit even, even on my own even when I was producing rats I was spending money like I still needed to fork
0: out shit so yeah, you don't have to not- do a garage if you have a little shed in the backyard a little tool shed throw a couple racks in there and and you know have a nice little ASF colony and and you're saving tons but but, tons but, of money. but but guys we have to remember too in United States a lot of places it's illegal like you I call- thought it was only two states California and Georgia
2: I don't know I heard it was more than that I mean I could be wrong I mean maybe it's because it's california and i live there and i'm here um and you can call it field yeah. mice all you want but oh. i mean i i just i don't know like there's some people who rather not take that risk you know i i i, I gotta tell you it's and definitely totally a lot more fine. than i get that
1: if the if, if, if the, if the rodent is the food item is illegal for you to own
2: then, then don't do it
1: or frozen frozen asfs if you can find a supplier
2: yeah it's definitely the truth um now I, I gotta ask you guys this um you there's a lot of talk coming into this year about sales not being the same some people not getting any as far as what they expected um a recession all the above uh jordan first and foremost since you're the kind of newest into this type of uh situation have you felt any of that? have you I, I, where have your sales been throughout the last year compared to oh no 20-
0: question last year sales were were Tiny compared, and it kind of sucks because my best year in sales was the year I only had 10 clutches, and last year is when I had 30 or quite well after the losses through the incubator, it was like 23, right. 24 clutches. Right. Um, i <laughs> let me tell you, So, from August till November, I sold four snakes. That's it. Um. And then December came, I sold a couple more and then nothing had was crickets over the holidays. And I started getting worried because I was like, I have all these extra animals or really nice animals. I've got prices on some of the stuff to try to entice people. And I guess, you know, the recession definitely hit, yeah. but then, you know, the new year rolled around and I've sold probably what 13, 14 snakes just in the last couple of weeks alone. And it's been, it's been solid. So I feel like we were used to, during COVID, just putting out a snake, setting like, whatever price we wanted, and it would be yeah. gone by the next day. Off top. We just have to adjust to the fact that, you know, let's let's dial it back a little bit in terms of the 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 expectation. And if a snake sits for six, six months, but it's a good animal, it's a good project. Like, I see guys right now dropping prices. I mean, I, I heard somebody sell a stranger clown uh, a couple months ago for $2,200. You know what I mean? Like that, that to me is yeah. just, that to me is just mind blowing. And I, I'm telling myself right now, like, just be patient. I mean, I didn't sell anything for four or five months and all of a sudden I made a whole bunch of sales in a matter of two weeks. Right. So if we just, you know, be fair with our pricing and if it's a good project and I think, I think it's definitely going to be slower this year than it was than we're used to, but I don't think it's doom and gloom where, that- you know. We- we need to be selling snakes that are five grand for five hundred dollars because we don't we don't want to keep like, i don't think we're at that we're never going to be at that stage i don't think i think we're the sales are there we just have to be patient
2: and that's that's the thing about the ball python game i feel like is very unfortunate but it is what it is is that there's certain people who are doing good in their life that could put themselves in a project to where let's just say it's not selling to where it should be selling they're desperate because now they're in a place where yeah even though I can afford however I was in this position during that time now I need fucking money and 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 holy shit I can't get 12 grand for this snake or I can't get eight grand or six grand I'll, I'll do 2200 and and those are just people who are should never been in the project to begin with because they want to get what they can get and they don't give a fuck what it does to the project they don't care what it does to what it's still doing they just want to get what they can get so I, I mean I, I don't know it's unfortunate but at the end of the day I always stuck by this if I breed it I'll sell it for however much I want to sell it you can kiss my ass and that's it and, and but I don't know like I would never sell something like like there was stuff not even remotely close to a stranger clown that I produced last year that I knew I could come down so much but I'm like no why like there's this is not like even though it's not COVID time people are going to have money again. It's just December. December is a rough time. I feel like December is always rough. It's holidays. People got to put their money elsewhere. And there's a time of year where Americans I know for a fact get their money. It's about right now, February, April, or, you know, March, you know? So I think, I don't know. I think it's seasonal when people want to drop money. If it's not COVID people spending reckless money is seasonal. I feel like
0: well, that's and that's what I think I think a lot of people just need to to realize that things like we were almost kind of lucky in the sense where we, we were throughout the COVID situation. Like, well, you probably saw it just as much as I did in COVID. Like every time I posted a snake, I would get an inquiry within an hour and then it would be sold oh, a couple could, hours later. I could,
1: sell, I could sell snake sheds last year. Yeah, it
0: was crazy, but right? I was but
1: I, I was there. Oh when the market wasn't like that so even that to me felt like an anomaly like i i I had seen the eight or nine years decade leading up to when COVID hit and then all of a sudden it was like everything's just bought everyone's just buying everything instantly and it it was like i was kind of sitting there going like i this this isn't real this is this is like make hay while the sun's shining but this this isn't gonna this isn't gonna last and uh and we've you know come kind of back down to normality it's this 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 isn't and, and and for us we still had a good year you know i, I didn't
0: have like yeah we still did great experience. as well like definitely you know
1: i, I just sold our movie too experience this year and, and like it's the the, the high-end stuff that was still like can't make enough of it you know those those really high-end animals you can't you can never make enough of them I think people um,
0: just need to be smart with the with the way they spend their money. I mean, if, if you're and, a, and who and who and who
2: JP and who they spend their money with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. like like for, for us in our situation, we we like we've talked about this on prior podcasts. Like, you know, I left this I used to live right outside, just on the outside. Well, Brampton is like part of the GTA. Let's just call it Toronto. So I lived deep in the city. know we had lots of expenses housing is super expensive there and everything is more expensive you know we sold that property she sold her house we moved out here we bought cheaper nicer house we lowered our expenses across the board and we just made a lot of smart choices to eliminate a lot of costs so if if we're going into a situation where sales are a bit weaker and i don't know if we can call it a recession or not like you've been around well longer than i have i don't know if the right term is recession or just a slowdown but whatever you want to call it if sales are lighter you just have to be smart in the way you spend. And, you know, like, for example, producing ASFs, it's not stinky. You can do it in your garage, save some money there. Maybe go out to dinners less. Don't buy as many snakes. You know, just adjust the way you conduct business with yourself and you'll be fine. And that's why I'm not rushing to sell snakes at a deep discount. I'm not asking high, high dollars either. Like I'm somewhere in the middle, but, you know, we're in a, we're in a good position. In day, where- man,
1: I, I always look back to 2008 getting into this. And 2008, right in the middle of me buying, basically the U.S. housing bubble popped.
0: Well, it's probably and, worse back then.
1: And uh, I, even during then, I watched people spend $25,000 on dreamsicles and $15,000 in this, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is crazy. This is almost make believe." And here we are, that many years later, and those high-end animals are still selling and. At the end of the day, if the economy slows down, it's, it's it's a it's a bigger picture. It's not just the ball pythons that are being affected. Every small business across the board is being affected. It's not just yeah. like oh yeah, it's not just our industry.
0: How many restaurants just, went out of business, right? How many people right, lost the, right. uh,
1: the, when the economy slows down? Luxury stuff, and let's be serious. For a lot of people, if you can't if you can't pay your mortgage, you're probably not buying a five thousand dollars snake. You know, but well, when you when thousand dollars snake yeah well, you shouldn't yeah when the economy starts to starts to pick back up which i mean obviously it's going to um
2: but i, I mean but, but you could say right now yeah. if you could buy if you could buy that snake from your guy right now right now is the time to do it i can tell you that much and i'm not just yeah, saying but that. Not they, not
0: they say the same thing about the housing market right now it's a buyer's market not a seller's market right bought, so i'm in the same game. situation with the ball pythons it's more of a buyer's market right now but i i i also don't don't think that we should be you know, rushing to sales and selling $10,000 snakes for $1,000 because we need a quick oh, cash I'll I mean,
2: the- I'll, I will be 100% honest. It, I'll, with I'll, I'll keep it and sell it next season as,
1: as 800 grams. You know, I've this added not- six emails
0: out. that I had for sale on Morph Market to my holdback rack just in the last 30 days because I'm like, oh, nobody's interested. <laughs> These are great animals. I'm just going to keep on to them. Bro, and I'm I- going to breed them out in a couple of years when the market picks up. I
2: 100, I 110% bought this house with my wife on some $2,000 stranger clown type shit. Like, 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 whoever, whoever the fuck was selling this house, we came 80K under price, under asking, and they said, fuck it, we'll do it. And we're like, what? We looked at each other like, are you fucking kidding me? For whatever reason, they did it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, shoot, shoot your shot. Right now is your time to shoot your shot on certain things, but. Also, don't panic if you're out there trying to sell things either. Like, don't don't definitely don't degrade yourself and just say, fuck it. I need to sell this, this, and that because nothing's selling. No, this is a temporary thing. And if you are making things right on the marketing terms, you're not gonna have a problem selling shit. So well, especially relax. the
0: females, like Will, you could probably agree. Like, if you've got, like, for example, a black pastel, spot nose, red stripe clown girl, and you have her up for five and you have her up on for six months and nobody's selling it. Like, what is the rush? That's that's a snake like that just becomes so much more valuable with each passing month and out and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like
1: one of the things that I've noticed is if you price your snakes accordingly, like like appropriately, you don't have to be the most expensive. Don't have to be the cheapest Pricing for what you value that animal at. It doesn't matter. They might, it might take a year, it might take eight months. It might be the day you posted it. All of them end up selling. You know, it blows my mind. I, uh, I had some, I had some animals this year. I had uh, two cypress red stripes. When they hatched, two cypress red stripe pet clowns. When they hatched, I posted them available. Not a single bite. The next time I let them grow up to three hundred grams and posted a picture of them, when they look fucking awesome. They were, you know, like the the full dorsal stripe, the red sides, and it was just like a great picture and it really showed off the, the animal. The day I posted that, I could have sold six of them. I sold the two that I had same day. And i had four more people hey i want one hey i want one hey i want one and it's like sorry they were gone you know and and that just goes to show you that it's not necessarily like update your pictures of your an- available animals have they did they just have a shed take a better picture like yeah a lot of people have to think like would oh, bro, you buy an animal from you right like a, a lot exactly like a lot of guys out there, like, of guys out there kind, of, kind of like just an instagram page isn't enough it's just poking animals to an Instagram page and expecting to sell $8,000 snakes. It's like, come on. Let's be serious. What business model is that? Like, get to know people, get out to shows, put your name out there, show people why they should care about the projects you're working on and and, and things start to happen. And all this is time. It takes time. You can't build a reputation overnight. You know? It takes time. Oh, it Grind it out. It, it, if you do it, it, it it'll, it'll pay you.
2: And, and Jordan can you big, piggyback on me on this one on how solid
0: will's reputation is in this game like his fucking
2: like will your reputation is second to none like I you know I it's never- funny
0: I made a comment about this in the past and I I don't get it because you know every time I see Will I want to slap him upside the head no I'm kidding no you don't will <laughs> hey hey listen hey Will hey hey Will deep inside is a hothead, bro you ain't gonna slap
2: Will across his head yeah. he's gonna fuck you up I'll tell you that right yeah. now Will don't fuck around Will is more contained than I am but if you slap him across his head he's gonna ground you bro but and what he, I will say he's gonna treat butt lights afterwards go ahead
0: Will is the and I don't uh, he's the only guy That nobody has ever said anything bad about to me, you know. I mean, like everybody likes you, everybody has something nice to say about you. Where I'm the I'm the opposite, right? Like I can try to be the nicest guy (laughs) in the world, but some people just don't like the way I look. They think my face, my nose is too long. I don't know what it is, right? Like, but Um, you you're not talking about people. There's lots of
1: people out there aren't a fan of myself
0: but you know what, what oh, it is
1: right
2: Bullshit. i have not, not is this is this the I'm,
0: problem look how long that nose is yeah, like yeah. is that is that what pisses people off?
2: wait do that again yeah, do that again remember. hey jordan do that again let me, do one more time jordan is that the issue really? like i've never had one person talk anything remotely gray Ari-ish around will ever will anyone i i don't know i don't know that's cool yeah but you know what's funny is like i don't feel like i feel like that's just because will has only done will in this game like you know there's a reason why behind you dissing not disappearing but you laid low throughout the time in your career and then kind of arose back and now you started something that anyone who follows you can't help but to respect because you're so relevant and i always talk about how hard Great. it is to be relevant bro i always talk about one of the diff- most difficult thing about bringing ball pythons is being relevant in the ball python game especially right now like you have to either be dropping mad loads or been in the game patiently doing your thing and i feel like that's what make- makes will will is will you have been in this shit, you know at a moment where it was quiet and now the work is doing all the noise for you will you're not you're not a loud person will like you're funny as shit. like don't get me wrong you catch will at a tinley you're gonna have a good time right but will's not on the instagram hey guys like he's fucking not that guy his work is that but he's not that guy and i feel like will you are who you are based off your work and that is proof that you don't need to be so loud if you don't want to be loud you don't have to be loud you can let your work do the talking for you you know No, I I appreciate it, and and, and that works out well
1: in my benefit because I, I, I really don't like that. I can't do that. But yeah, but you love it when I. I just like man. I pick up the camera and I'm
2: like, fuck. But um, hey, but hey, do you wish it? Hey, will, will, will. If we lived in a non-cancel world, if we lived in a world where it was safe Mm -hmm. to express yourself, you would snap on some motherfuckers, wouldn't you? Let's be real. I, I feel like, I mean back in the day yeah back in the day not anymore not anymore
1: it's not you know what if 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 i I have to get mad and like and like be actually like upset about something someone said then i I, i'm putting too much energy into what they actually think you know it's just like if you don't at the end of the day like if you don't like what i'm doing bro unfollow move on right i don't care you know there's people out there that i know that do and let's you know
2: i i don't know it's uh i think i think what you're saying i think what you're saying will is like you i think what you're saying will is like you have too much going on like you have so much going on to where to for you to take energy out your day to care about what this person thinks or has to say about you when you don't believe it what's there to even fucking and even you too jordan like i mean at some point in time you know there was people who were rocking with you like even though there was that time where you were being thrown under some sort of fucked up bus and lies were you had people who were like no nah, i know jordan and he's not like that and you and you felt like you had that to side with right I
0: think well, it's like i said problem- earlier in the podcast though is people that act that way they're just overcompensating for inadequacies in other areas of their own life and that's just the reality of it you know somebody who like like a will or a Justin or like how many times have you seen Ozzy go out on social media and flame somebody like a very very I've only seen it once and that's because somebody was attacking him and he, he's you know you can't step on Ozzy's toes and he's not gonna be a pushover right but when you've got a lot of things going on and you're successful and you're doing well and you have a great customer base you have a good family and you have so much going on in your life a lot of these things just don't matter and the guys that do what did to me when I first started making posters and all this stuff they're just overcompensating because they have a lot of problems, you know, whether it's in their business or in their personal lives. And they're just that's how they lash out. That's what a bully is in general. Right. So you just get to a stage where you, like, will I, I made fun of him earlier on today where I said the guy doesn't even answer the phone calls because I, I rip on him for it. But I also appreciate where he's coming from because he's a busy guy. He's got a lot of yeah. stuff going on. I have a daughter. I have to. You know, my daughter's daycare is an hour away from my house because my my partner works an hour away from home. So two days a week, I have to drive an hour to pick her up just to pick her up from daycare one way, one hour. Right. So. I don't have the time to sit back and, and give attention to people that honestly uh, they seem to have more time than they need to to, to do all that stuff
2: that's why I, I, that's why i say get a project there's people out there who need to get a fucking project it, it's either or get a hobby it, or, right or, or, it's project hobby like do it yourself go do something if you're that active in a fucking comment section and these people are like their community of this comment section type shit like they feel like their this is their livelihood is to go and contribute to something in a comment section where what are you doing on your day-to-day basis i guarantee you have a room that needs to be cleaned i guarantee there must be so many things you should be doing right now versus talking shit. but people rather do that versus take care of their shit and the
0: analogy i use before will because i know he wants to say something the analogy i use is if you stick me in a room that's covered in shit and you let me sit on a chair there for an hour i'm going to come out (laughs) smelling like shit right that's just it is what it is so 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 what i try to what i try to say is is the people who act that way always attract like-minded individuals
2: that's a hundred percent if oh somebody is God, going out making
0: it. posters on my face and acting like a buffoon on the Internet, that's the type of people that he is going to or those people are going to attract to them. And 100%. why do you want to give any of these people that kind of acknowledgement? Those are why? not those are not my customers those are not the people that I want in my customer base I don't I don't associate with those type of people. that's why
2: you you can't sit here you can't sit here and say I don't associate with clowns or I don't like clowns when you're attending the circus okay because when you attend the circus that's exactly what you're going for and I could tell you right now I I mean the paintings on the wall with a lot of this shit I mean you could kind of tell certain people that piggyback on certain things because that's their fucking cup of tea and will with all due respect i said this before i i i mean there might have been a couple situations where i've seen you chime in but for the most part you're never a part of that will you're never in that kind of mix you got too much going on for yourself you know what i mean the only time mm-hmm. i feel like will needs to speak up is when it involves canada when or it involves a big time canadian and that's when i feel like will comes to the fucking rescue sometimes but other than that like, will you don't want nothing to do with this shit, man? And 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 like I said earlier, before we started the podcast, when you were telling me, MJ, stop shouting these people out that are talking shit to you because you're only helping them. I'm telling you, you like Miguel would just laugh at that. You were actually the first homie to tell me, like, dude, stop showing this shit. Like, like, don't. Like, it's not good. and it, and it made sense to me. Because all it was doing was bringing more attention to the other people who felt that way about me to them, and it made it bigger, and it just made it more of a thing. There's certain things you don't need to associate with, and I I don't yeah. know, man. It's you just got to be good at it. I think you know. Jordan, the,
1: the, the unfortunate thing that happened with Jordan was that a lot of people didn't give him like a lot of people took one opinion,
2: uh, right. or, or one so quick. Of, like, you know, and, and I was one of them, dude. Like, I was I, remember, yeah, Jordan. I was one of them, and, and it didn't sucked. Give, didn't didn't get the chance to like
1: you know what there's there's three sides to every story so there's the other person's and the truth right and at the (laughs) end of the day like that you just if i don't i'm not going to listen to anyone's opinion on somebody until i've met them they shook their hand hey how's it going you treat me with respect i'm going to treat you with respect regardless of what you've done in the past or what other people say all this shit, you know and I, i think a lot of people in the industry took a a biased approach to to the way that you know what what they thought of you and obviously that's changed over the last f- four years now it's completely yeah it's all old all news now right yeah it's a, but at the start i think that was an unfair shape that you got i think that was but, like a- but
0: at the end of the day what happened to me like the the hate that i got when i first got in and it's very important for people to realize like give your attention to people who believe in you who support you those are the people you want to focus on not the rest and generally what happens is if you get picked on by a certain individual i refer to that individual or somebody in that position as the general he's only sending his army after you yeah he's sure. not bringing yeah. in people but, from other but, villages into the fight it's just his army so if you just but
2: jp but jp like will was saying it was unfair the energy that came at you because of this quote-unquote army because how many people are influenced off this one man who had an issue with you it came at you so aggressively but also so one eight like it was like if you really if you're like like will okay will will doesn't play sides i feel like will looks at the writing on the wall will that's why i love will will don't give a fuck what's being said he'll do his own assessment right and that's what will did with you and 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 i will i'm not going to sit here and speak for you but you weren't really a big jp fan at the get go, until this hate started happening on him, and you were like, you kind of like, I don't, am you I know, right or wrong? You know,
1: you know what drove me nuts? and I'll tell you straight up. I mean, what, I mean like yeah, tell me. It's man. the nose. It's the nose. All business, like the fucking camera <laughs> started uh, business, and he's like had it for like three months, and I, I was just sitting back like, bro, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know?
0: You, you know but, what the problem was? You yeah, know what the, the problem was? Is- you
1: know. Awesome. That
0: was that was at the time where Brian Barczyk, you remember the first CRB? That was my first CRBC where Justin, Ozzy, Brian, like yeah, all these guys yeah, came up yeah. from the States. Brian Barczyk came up and I lived in Brampton. I lived about 15 minutes away or 20 minutes away from the international airport. So it was like really easy to get to the show. Sorry, an international center. So I, I forget how it happened, but Brian Barczyk came up to me. This was I was only in the industry for like six months at the time. He came up to me and we started talking about how like he's staying at a hotel. And now he he that's what back then he was editing all his own videos and shooting all all his videos. Anyways, he texted me that night. For some reason, I got his phone number at the show and he texted me asking me if I had good Internet. And I said, dude, I have the best Internet in the world. It takes me literally (laughs) one minute and 38 seconds to upload a 15 minute video, 1080p, 60 frames on YouTube. So he so he asked to come over to my house. And I, so he could use my internet and sleep at my house. And I said, sure. So him and Brian Cusco came to my house and I uh, used my internet and slept there. Brian Cusco slept on my couch yeah. and Brian slept in my spare room.
1: Hook up bloggers, bro.
0: <laughs> and yeah. I literally am watching these guys edit videos, and, and Brian is walking down my street with a camera in his arm the next morning, but after breakfast, like, and people are looking outside my door, like, who the hell is this guy walking around my street with a camera? <laughs> <laughs> so he got me so fired up and jazzed about vlogging and getting a YouTube channel going that that's when it just like, I, I kind of. Got a little just excited,
1: right. and, and you know what? It worked for you. So you it, it was just it sitting back from a from an outsider's perspective, not knowing you, not knowing anything. All I saw was this guy come in, buy up a bunch of snakes, and be like, "This is how you start a ball python business." And I'm like, "What?
2: <laughs> what it is?" And uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, hey, wait, but but, but but hold on, hold on. My I was dude, so was, excited, hey, though, hey, man. Hey, wait, wait, wait. This was before <laughs> his first That's clutch. No. He was talking about how to breed ball pythons before he even had his first clutch, okay, yeah. and that was the problem because we we're like, oh my god, this fucker even haven't hasn't had his first clutch yet. But it was it but like will said it worked out for you it really did it really did i get the excitement i get like i I get it i i it's good that you're excited to
1: do this you know but
2: but he had the good kind of excitement because it wasn't like me 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 excitement he's like my business 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 excitement he was being groomed by some of the best in the game and he knew he could make it happen and he proved himself jp you fucking proved yourself beyond any anyone's imagination because it wasn't about people might have thought that you were trying to make yourself look like the big star but it's about your snakes bro and that's why i love how, what you do how many
1: people back then told you you were going to fail Oh,
2: all right how about hey probably how about two. the one how about the how about your biggest fan the one putting your face all over his room because he was probably fucking obsessed with you how about that guy this
0: guy was telling me back then that if if i left him and took all my females that i would never amount to anything because he had the world's best males available at his disposal and i could never even if i had the money i could never find males like that so i would never be able to create anything good he told me you were
2: going to be sued he told me he was suing you for millions and you're never going to come back from what i heard
1: (laughs) yeah i completely removed from the situation i that was you guys and i i told you both fucking chill Like let's just everybody lift everybody up, you
2: know. I can't imagine. uh, Listen, but 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 that's what I'm saying though. Will like will if somebody goes to the extreme of putting your face all over their room? That's the next level psychoticness that would make me want to go to the next
1: level. Told everybody to just yo, this isn't a good look for anyone. Like this doesn't look good. for Anybody like let's.
0: But if you want to take a positive out of the situation, I feel like that particular individual didn't get the response internationally that he was kind of hoping to get. And I and I feel like it maybe humbled him can. a little bit. Oh, for to sure. The, to the point where we we're not really seeing that kind of, not just from him, but from other people. We're not seeing that level of attack as bad as it used to be, because I feel like people are now you know, like there's going to be disagreements within the people all over the place, within the industry. Nobody, not everybody's going to be liked by everybody. That's just a fact of life. That's,
2: I mean, it's life. Exactly. We're but we
0: need to, as a community, try to portray the community in a positive light to the outsiders, because people think that we're just a bunch of freaks with snakes in our basements, right? We're trying to change that mentality and create new customers, create new, like how many people have you sold will that are like families with kids that are buying their first snakes, trying to set up a breeding yeah, project. Wow. I've actually, I've had the, yeah. the. The, the fortunate experience of I've had one experience last year of of this this young family with a young kid wanting to set up a breeding project and it's just it's really inspiring and I feel like we really have to work together to inspire more people to do that so that way when you know your neighbors find out that you have 10,000 rats on your property and a thousand snakes in your basement that you don't look like a freaking crazy person right and I feel like we just have to work together to really change that and and Acting out like that is not the way to do it. It's not the way to portray the industry. And and the way I operate is I've had disagreements with people. I mean, Will, you are aware of a particular disagreement I've had with an individual as of recently. Have you seen me post anything about it anywhere? Oh. No, oh, because that is my personal issue with someone. It is, I, I will never air out dirty laundry of someone else's publicly and nor should anybody else do that. If you have a problem with somebody, you deal with it with the individual directly, like, like me and that person did. You deal with it, you keep it off the internet and you keep everything bad out of the bad light and you just keep positive and just deal with your problems personally, which are people that you dislike. There's no reason to be making videos and doing posts and all this it, it all It,
2: it all reflects as embarrassment, like Will says. At the end of the day, it's like, wow, these are grown ass men. Like these are grown men who aren't talking about the animals like they're talking about themselves and that's hello like we're not we're not at a, we're in, a, we're not in a, in a boys club we're in a fucking reptile club we're in a goddamn club where it's about the animals so why are we attacking ourselves you know what I mean at the end of the day yeah, exactly. it makes, it makes no sense at all and when you're attacking yeah. other people and, and you're not relating shit to the animals right and understand that I don't I just feel like you're you're, you're definitely way off track you don't got enough going on in your life and you need to revert back to what makes sense and i've been i've I've even been there i've even been off the rails i could easily admit i've been off the rails talking about shit that doesn't relate to the animals and why why even go there it's about the fucking animals you know what i mean so people just need to you know i I don't know us or like will i want to be more like will where people are going to be humans people are going to want to start drama but be a spectator in the drama don't be a part of the drama don't be yeah. in that shit because there ain't nothing good for you there ain't nothing good for you with reptile drama because when it's reptile drama it's about you and you're a selfish motherfucker if you want to be in that shit I'm good I want nothing to do with that will and JP no I want nothing to do with that shit bro and I'm good
0: and you know that this the the hard part about guys like UMJ and, and Brian Barchecks and the nerds and all these people the people that do a lot of public stuff. When you put yourself, you put yourself out yourself,
1: there... And you put yourself on your fire, right? You're putting yourself into the fire. Yeah, your you're going to
0: get shit no matter what happens when you put yourself yeah. out there like that. But you can't let that intimidate you from putting yourself out there because if you don't put yourself out there, you're not going to get the marketability of your business and your animals. So you, it, it's good with the bad. It's just the way I operate today is I don't pay attention to the negativity. If anybody says something towards me or my family, which thankfully hasn't happened in you know a couple of years now, but if it did it would be like an instant block, comments removed, like you're gone, doesn't yeah. matter, move on because you have no bearing on my business or my customers. My number one priority is my animals, second is customers. You know, I do everything I possibly can to, I, I drove, you know where Barry, obviously, Will, you know Barry? Yeah. I drove from my house all the way to Barry to deliver a $300 snake. Okay, <laughs> gas so cost awesome. me as much to get there as it cost. can. <laughs> But the reason why I did it is because how many of these first timers that buy their first snake that is a cheap snake, how many of those people convert into the breeder mindset and now want to spend money, right? So I treat everybody as if they're going to be my next big customer. And I will go to the ends of the earth for the customers for that. And dealing with bad individuals or bad actors, it has... It, it ruins your day, it brings your mood down, and that's going to translate into your business, into your quality, into your, the way you treat your customers, even your fan. So it's best just to cut it off, focus on the people that, that matters in your life and the people that you enjoy being around. Oh, we we, we, we moved to the
1: country for like a low-key, chill lifestyle, and I don't want to get caught up in any drama. I, I, there, there's so much good in this industry. Like There's so many good people and so many people that like, I want to call and have, like, yo, what are you working on this year? What's happening? What's hatching out? How are you saying? Like, I want to hear the good shit, not like, oh, did you hear hey. that this person did that? It's like, don't care. You know,
2: and listen, what, listen, else, listen. what
1: else is out there? You know? What, 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 what made my what, I what, start to get into that? I just try and push away from it and get back to the, it's the shit that I care about, the shit that's good. you know.
2: Can I fucking emphasize on what made my time at your place so legendary? Will was the company. Okay. We had Tristo in the building. Your homie Tristo. We had Khalil. Yeah. Okay. We had Khalil. We had Dean, the homie Dean in the building. Like, bro, you're surrounded by some good fucking people, my man. And and I feel like that's what it comes down to, bro. Like, some of the best people I could say I know out of Canada are your boys. And sure. dude. It, it, dude, you are who you surround yourself with, man. That's all I got to say. You also got to
0: be careful careful of guilty by association. People don't put that into perspective either very often. Like if you if you publicly hang I'll be right out right
2: back, I'll be right back
0: like with an individual who is known to be a problem individual, you are sometimes going to be guilty by association. So you also have to be political in in how and and when and who you interact with. Um Yeah, uh, as I a try whole. not
1: to Fall into that, like, oh, they don't want to talk to me because I'm friends with them. It's like, well, I see a side of them that maybe you don't, you know? And, and, yeah, it, 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 it's tough. It's, uh, I, I just try and, you know, judge everybody on my own, not, not take anyone's opinion on someone else and, and incorporate it into a decision that I make on them. I just, you know, if you're a dickhead to me, I'm going to be like, all right, fuck you, whatever. But you might be the, someone else might just absolutely adore you. And it's like, okay, cool. We just don't jive, you know? And uh that, that's fine. You don't have to get along with everybody, but uh, i but, gonna... but you're lucky. You don't have the uh, <laughs> yeah. the
0: long nose, so you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I people, you're here, so people see that <laughs> nose. They just want to punch me. Yeah. You know? No, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, no, oh, the last yeah. few years have been great. Last year's uh, sales were great. Um, the customers have been great. Yeah, I've, I've actually, been, yeah. I've been very just fortunate thus so, so far. Like yeah, I, I have yeah. not had. I have not had a problem customer yet, which is, you know, I know it's going to happen sooner or later, but as of today, I still have yet to have a bad customer who's giving me a hard time. And and uh, so I feel like things have been really moving along very smoothly and very easy and haven't really had much challenge in in, in terms of people yet. But uh, hopefully that continues. And and, you know, one of the biggest ways to offset any negativity, if you are experiencing negativity, is do what you said. Go to the shows, meet people. You know, you are bound to run into somebody who has a like mind as you do, and you'll go out to dinner, you'll share your experiences, you'll have a yeah. good time. I mean, my best experiences to this day, and that was part of the reason why I went through a period of depression last year was because I haven't gone to any shows um recently. Dude,
2: amen. Bro, shows bring me so much life. Oh okay? and and yeah. will will is a huge connection to that because other than my west coast shows my very first show outside of california was a show that didn't happen because covid and i met you will for the first time at bar checks and i met khalil yes. i met your pops like dude like what a what a time but then that you know it just brought everything closer and man will i just love how much you are committed to like, you're gonna be at Arlington next week. Like, Will's gonna be at Arlington next week. Okay, like, what the fuck? he's gone to Pomona's it's like it's nothing. Like, Will, like, this is kind of what the hobby needs is to have people like you come to more shows. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, ah, I know you can't go to all of them, but fuck, man, like, it's so important. Them, man. Heavy hitters I, and, and go. I'll be at, I'll be at
1: both, both Tim both Arlington's this year. Um, and like, I, I plan on. Being at all those, you know, I, it, it, it for me, I, I don't go to the snake shows to look at snakes. I, I go to the snake shows to like see me, everybody, to like, meet people.
0: And,
2: and, 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 and this, is not, people this is not, this is, that's, that's not against anyone who vends. Like, trust me, I, I, if you're like, you know, there's certain tables I can't help but to look at, I'll glance still at it. I, I'm on there. <laughs> I, still, I still,
0: I'm serious. I'm going to look at but,
2: snakes. But, 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 it's but not like, but, I'm going but, to a snake but, show, I'm going to see people but it's the stories behind what happens at the shows it's the bar moments yeah. it's dinners it's whatever US arc auctions whatever the fuck it is it's stuff that you take home with dude, you
0: dude the it's shows happening. like i've had the best experiences so far like even california when i went to the pomona show it was my first time to go to california uh porter's pythons was so accommodating great and then adam yeah, his man. buddy adam and and his buddy they took me out for this steakhouse dinner and then um uh, i got to see the the dana point coast down by the water and i went all over the place it was just it was phenomenal
1: really
0: i i Are was gonna go to arlington but i'm not going to arlington because i have a 10-day trip after tinley to various different breeders which right. i'm not gonna say yet but we're gonna have a good time so um i didn't want to do two trips um but Anybody who's watching, I mean, take the time, spend the money, go to the shows. It's worth it. I mean, every time I come back from a show, I just want to clean snake shit. Like I get excited. I'm like, yes, you poop, I do. I do I get have to a, clean you.
1: I do have a burst of energy coming home from them, for sure.
0: For yeah, sure. so yeah. It's, it's worth it. And, and that, if you are in a situation where you're experiencing some negativity or you have some shade thrown at you, You know you go to these shows most of these people have no freaking clue what is going on nor do they even care they just want to have a good time and it just makes you forget about all of it and you just have such a good time and you just it's a great way to get away from from anything if you are in a situation where you're getting some shade
2: now listen i have a wrap-up question before we get some hot seat question here guys and these hot seat questions are definitely edited for you two to answer at the same time so i hope you guys are ready for this um but overall 2023 i got to hear from you two just coming into the ball python game what are one smart move to make one worst move to make in your guys's both opinion right now jp how about you go first
0: that's a tough one um i can't really speak for someone else but i feel like uh something that i'm doing this year is spending less you know if we're in a down market and the sales are slow i've made the decision that i'm still going to pick up a couple things here or there but this is the year where I focus on what I have and make the best of what I have. And, you know, hunker down and take some longer shot odds and, and work on my projects. You know, I've already seen posts on on Facebook of people thinking about quitting and, and leaving. And I just think it's the wrong, like, a couple of months of bad sales or, or, or slowdown is not not a recipe for let's just forget all of it, give up and, and move on, right? Like, just keep positive move forward. And that's just what I'm adopting. I don't I don't really have a a, a a good or bad answer to anything else unless there's more specific, like if somebody asked me specifically, would you do this or that I could probably answer but I, as a general I say, say, first
1: year, first year coming into the snakes, focus, focus on the projects, understand what you're working with, really, really uh, do the research and, and, and decide, you know, what, you, what it is that you like, because there's so many options out there and you can't work with it all so pit really yeah. like like hyper focus on what you really enjoy and something to avoid would be uh, avoid all the, the the nonsense avoid all the the bullshit. have fun with this man like it's a, it's supposed to be fun you know the second it stops being fun it's the second it becomes a job and it's got to be fun for you so avoid the the the, the gossip the drama the all the stuff and just surround yourself with good people and make some friends get out there get to a show see, meet some people and
0: It'll all work out. and there's nothing wrong by the way with finding like a side hobby or something to because one thing i've learned over the last four years is this industry although fun is highly repetitive you know every day yeah. you're doing the same thing cleaning snakes filling water bowls it's like rinse and repeat there's really not a lot of dynamic dynamic uh, duties at play here it's a very very repetitive game so if you need something on the side to 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 you know give you a day or two of just comfort or just something outside there's nothing wrong with that you know you don't, you don't have to you don't have to love the clean snake shit seven days a week, 24 seven. You know, you can have other things that, that that make you happy. So it's all about balance. I really think it's about balance, you know, treat your family right, treat your collection right, have maybe a little side hobby like mine's fish. I love fish. I've got 12 fish tanks in my house now. It's pretty crazy, right? So on the days that I'm not working with the snakes, I'm taking some time off. I love doing a separate hobby. So just keep yourself busy and 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 just have fun with everything that you do
2: i mean that's i mean my biggest goal someday and i hope i mean fuck, i can't say so as uh, sooner than later because i'm really bad at it but man if i could get a chondro in your collection will if i could get a chondro in your collection jp like you guys are gonna be taking you. you're gonna be picking up different I'm types you. of you're gonna be picking up different types of snake shit. and i just feel like us humans need to pick up different types of shit in life and it will make us happy <laughs> i'm telling you right now I, animals is what makes us happy, but if it's different types of shit of animals, it's gonna keep the cycle just so.
0: Oh, like, don't worry. When you when your son is born, you'll be picking up different types of shit. I I'm
2: ready. You. I don't give a fuck. You know, I pick up my fucking dog shit. I pick up. Sh- I've been picking up shit for a long time. As long as it doesn't get sprayed in my face, I'm good. You know what I mean. Wait
0: till you have a diaper blowout in in their oh, car shit. seat. Like it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: bro I, I i'm the type to be ripped you know what i mean i do that i do the whole rip like throw the covers all over my wife and just you know what i mean i and and i feel like that's gonna come back to me really bad
0: i really i do. experienced my first diaper blowout in the car seat and i almost vomited everywhere like it was just <laughs>
2: hey listen this three hours this three hours went by fucking, <laughs> this three hours went by too quick you two are legendary will you've always come through on the clutch i got to tell you my biggest canadian podcast is come from either will or jp i'm not joking you two are my like my ringleaders when it comes to most viewed uh podcasts out of canada so thank you so much to bring you two together on this very legendary for me and for all the viewers out there so thank you for making this happen i do got to say though i have these customized hot seat questions that you can you i just to- say
0: something really fast you're sure, going get into it Sure, go ahead. So uh number one, I'm four people away from four thousand followers on Facebook, on my Facebook page. So I would really okay, appreciate anybody watching this. I mean, I just give me a couple of follows on Facebook. Let me hit that big four O, please. Jeez, <laughs> and I just, I just want to say I just wanna say quickly, um, I, I just looked at my Instagram really fast. I have like 30 missed messages. People are resharing this podcast and just talking. Uh I was putting my daughter to bed before the show, so I wasn't able to answer everybody. So I will get around to it. I just don't want anybody to think that I'm ignoring anybody because I know some people take it personally, don't answer. Just I will get around to it. So I apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm telling you i'm not you're you're get apologizing, no,
1: exactly. oh, I'm not apologizing for messages like this while i'm doing something i'll get back to
0: it. by the way guys i have like 30 plus missed unread direct messages No, because i've had oh, some sorry. people take it personal in the past where if i don't answer them within like a certain time frame I'm, I'm not even joking so i just i try to be respectful oh my god
2: okay listen hossie questions for these two canadians i need them answered at the same time you guys ready
0: Okay, I guess that's yeah, a yes. You no, know I suck at this. I give you a long answer.
2: I don't. No, I don't need a long answer. It's either one or the other. Okay, please. Okay, <laughs> right. here we go.
0: Coming in hot.
2: Favorite codom in the ball python game.
0: Sorry, can you repeat that? My screen. On. <laughs> favorite code right
2: now. Favorite codom in the ball python game. Hurricane or for me.
0: Chocolate right now
2: least favorite codom in the ball python game spider
1: pinstripe least well, actually, i shouldn't say pastel i like pastel.
0: spider least favorite least favorite codon yeah <laughs> I, I don't know say no.
2: something say
0: something <sighs> come on Chirvain. okay i'll say spider too
2: okay he said pace he said pastel he didn't say spider um first meal offer to a baby ball python
1: hopper asf
2: sorry what are you okay over there jp can you turn me up
0: please <laughs> no my my thing keeps falling out of my ear okay.
2: first meal offered to a baby ball python asf red chondro neo or yellow chondro neo
0: Red. what the, uh, neo is a baby right
2: oh my fucking god i'm yes, just joking sir no <laughs> i'm just kidding uh i take back
1: everything i said everything I said.
2: <laughs> Fucking jordan bro hey you are iconic for this so go ahead can i get red or
0: yellow please what if we put them together and make a red oh. and yellow oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh yellow yellow yellow
2: yay ultrasound within your first two years of ball python keeping or boo ultrasound no. within your first two years of ball python keeping
0: Nay. ultrasound
2: <laughs> yay imports or boo imports depends
0: what well that could that can mean me clean. buying from you that's an import
2: i'm asking you yes or no yay. I don't, yes god yay. damn I, it
1: yeah, i'll say no if we're talking about wild caught stuff yay if it's uh obviously buying from the states i have to import so yeah
2: number one reptile show in the united states
1: Mm. Uh,
0: bullshit. yeah, <laughs> bullshit.
1: Just stir that fucking pot. Wait, what? what? Kidding, try. Try. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> it's you, dog. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> bro. Oh, I said I, I meant reptile show. I meant nothing about this. Oh, I meant... oh. you fucking <laughs> it, bro. <laughs> now, you you know they're gonna clip the share out of that now, right? Now they're gonna clip yeah. the living shit out of that now. This is gonna be all over the internet. That was terrible. Go ahead, favorite re- <laughs> number one reptile show, and I don't mean podcast because we already know who the fuck the coolest reptile podcast snake bites yeah. TV. No, coolest uh, reptile t- like like reptile show show Tinley. Okay, what t- would t- be t- yours, JP? T-
0: oh a show like as in a, this oh okay i thought you meant like a tv what show the fuck these canadians are you UK- i meant like show <laughs> like like party hello oh god i'm not following wow can you repeat the question
2: oh my.
0: <laughs> it's tinley tinley tinley, tinley, hey, tinley
2: now i'm gonna make it really difficult for you guys okay favorite united states ball python breeder oh yeah and that's what you guys get favorite. you guys ball get what'd you say Mark Bailey oh Mark okay dude that was tremendous that was tremendous what an answer JP
0: I'm scared to answer that
2: I I know you are that's what you get oh, that's what you get that's what I'm you honestly get. get and don't be just scared say, either I don't care just say. I can't
0: I can't say because there's so many good guys like go um, ahead wait wait
2: till you hear this next one this next one's gonna fucking kill you
0: literally favorite ball python breeder from the united states from the fuck uh
2: take your time you're getting called a pussy in the fucking comments by the way <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry
2: i have to get sand out of it let me it back
0: what <laughs>
2: <laughs> jp's like the room's getting smaller
0: dude just say it bro i don't have a specific favorite
2: i that's yeah a- you do that's bullshit. you get you out of all people jp has a favorite who's your favorite jp don't fuck, don't, don't pull a typical jp on this one bro i need your answer
0: I'm, on, okay, on, so I'm just I'm, I'm gonna say bob Boo right now thank you thank you that's thank you, thank you. that's a and good the reason one. why is because this guy was the most generous most accommodating person i've ever visited ever spoken to like the way he treated me and Scott last year when we went on a trip to his place it was like I've never seen never seen anything like him and his wife so generous so amazing
2: so he he got you in his van is what you said (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay all right least favorite recessive in the ball python game
0: oh sunset oh wow well yikes
2: that was a hot I I like the answer but yikes that was a hot one
0: I have it, but it's oh, my, my least, least favorite. favorite. Okay. Genetic, right? Uh, no, I, I gotta go with
2: albino. Albino.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm i going gonna call it a pied.
0: Okay, pied's my least favorite. Yeah, I'm not a fan of pied anymore. Don't if we can't talk about that because that's another three hours. <laughs> but yeah, pied. shaking right now. Yeah. Just one one rest, one recessive. You keep you're concerned
2: about, and what I mean concerned is like we all have our favorites okay what's one recessive in your in your project that 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 isn't the favorite pied oh, yeah
0: oh, i'm about so to sure set up pied. a briefcase and ship them all out to timbuktu that's
1: great um I'm, yeah pied pied for me <laughs> now with that said everyone thinks i talk shit about pied i actually do like pieds. So
0: it's just yeah pieds meditation. are great let's let's air that yeah. out yes
2: if it came down to it if you guys and this is the last one if you guys had to predict the future of expensive ball pythons needing nido test yes or no what do you guys think do you feel like that's the future of of a python keeping or selling at a high-end and high-end spectrum is nido testing or no nido testing it's i'll tell you right now it's gonna be on my end absolutely Selling a high end snake, you sell a fifteen thousand dollar snake, hundred dollar test, man.
1: Like it it should be expected.
2: I mean, I feel like done deal. No problem with me. I, I mean shit, here you go. JP? JP? Yeah, absolutely. Oh customer- <laughs> I was waiting for JP to be like, no, I won't.
0: <laughs> no, no, of yeah. course. Yeah, like there's there's no reason as long as the tests are available and they're easily yeah, accessible, I- I- there's no reason not to. You know if you live in alaska and the only lab that can nido test is in florida like that's maybe a different story but if you you know if you i mean that's a bad example if you can ship it anywhere but you get what i'm saying like there's no reason why it shouldn't be available to customers if it's if it's available like it's just another reason to protect yourself
2: listen gentlemen we peaked at 140 people in the live tonight thank you so much to all the people who tapped in on this beautiful live thank you for all the likes over 100 likes that's what i'm talking about but will why don't we start with you what do you have to say to all the people tapping in you know for you for jp for all the people here to show canada love and support what's your message to everyone oh, out there bro i appreciate
1: everybody i want to see everybody you know uh let's all kill it let's uh you know enough of this non-drama this forget all that shit. let's just make some cool snakes honestly buy cool shit, sell cool shit, make cool shit it's it's just,
2: it. the way it, it's just the way you go man it's that easy yeah, I it's that everybody. easy it really and again real quick for yeah. anyone out there going out to <clears throat> anyone out there who's attending arlington texas you'll be in the building is that right will absolutely yeah, yeah. you see me stop me say hi let's grab a beer Ooh, it's gonna be a good time will thank you so much have a good rest of your night and that's a wrap for the homie will rcr ladies and gentlemen cheers guys have a good night will dude jp i think this is your fourth episode on here how do you feel how do you think it went
0: i always get nervous when i do the lies because you never know when you might say something whatever it's not like editing a video right where you can just clip things out but if you accidentally have a a mishap but i feel like uh you know every every time you bring me on the show i've had another year of experience and i learned some new stuff and i and i just feel like i'm getting smarter and i'm learning more and more as time goes on and i think you know, like the incubator thing last year was a prime example. And I just think that, uh, you know, we're going to have this conversation again in a year from now. And there's going to be something else I've learned that I can probably share and hopefully can help people in some way or another avoid, you know, any uh, catastrophe or disaster or whatever. So it's just, yeah, I, I feel good about it. I enjoy these shows. I enjoy just, Especially lately, I haven't done a lot of social media stuff, so this I feel like people can kind of just see what's up. J- JP's still around; he's still kicking, he's still doing well. Uh, collections never been better. I mean, I haven't posted much, but if you saw my whole back racks, I mean, I'm very happy with, with the way things are moving forward, and I have great support from the community, and and the, that's the best thing about it is is the community support has been overwhelming. I, I've my customer base has grown uh, substantially. You know, I've got a, a large database of customers now and um i just i really appreciate everybody who uh who who believes in me and and the the snakes and yeah what can i say man it's just been been a great experience i'm looking forward to getting back to the shows honestly i i need to get out last year was hard on me you know like i i skipped the last tinley because it was uh i forget what was going on but something about uh, my uh, partner's family was having some sort of party or whatever and i just stayed back with my daughter and we had a good time and and I just I need to I need to get out I need to go to dinners with people see people in the flesh talk about projects see what people have at their tables because a lot of guys don't post their stuff online either right so the shows are a great chance to learn and get inspiration for some of the directions you want to take your own project so I'm looking forward to getting out and and seeing people and and you know just having a good time and hopefully you're going to be attending obviously right
2: yeah, i'll be a man for sure um and, and one thing just to remember too jordan if you going to shows helped you in the beginning imagine how they're going to help you now because now it's like you got people who were they'll, they'll go to a show just to know that you're going now you know what i mean so that's why well, i wouldn't I, go
0: that far but...
2: no but i like, I'm, but i will because i'm dead serious there's people like will there's people who come from other places to attend shows and then they let their people know and they make it a point to want to go to that's what it kind of does it doesn't matter and and and, and i think it's just going to be good for everything that you're doing it's going to give you more enlightenment to like you know like this podcast you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to get a bunch of dms of people telling you how much they love this shit and i'm i'm, I'm happy for it but that's kind of what shows do you do do to you too. After you leave a show after a weekend, you made so many connections where you're like, fuck, I'm on the right path. And you were able to do that before your proof. Now you have proof. Like, this is what's crazy, JP. Is like you you got in good with people with just spending money. And that's that can only go so far. But now you got the fucking putting in the proof and it's fucking nuts it's i'm telling you this is why i'll always have you a part of my show every year jp will have his own fucking show thursday night on on this platform because i can't wait to talk about your progression like you're somebody i'm proud on bringing on the show because if you're gonna do it do it this way and and i'm not saying everything you do is perfect but you talk about your faults you talk about your, your your positives everything that's important so I'm proud to say you're my boy, JP. I think you're doing big things, man. And I'm not the only one. I know you got other people out there who are stoked on your growth. And I just want you to never stop doing this. You are meant to do this shit, bro. 110%. Yeah.
0: And I and I need to get my ass in gear. This is uh, something that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, if things this year are a repeat or better of last year and the year before, I'm probably going to look at bringing somebody on um, to help with like, taking videos, I really want to get my I just so many people that want to see what's going on behind the scenes. And I tried the Patreon thing. And honestly, the whole like, I, I respect the guys that do the Patreon thing. But you know, I, I don't I don't, the platform was cool, but you know, charging people for extra content and stuff. I just I want to give the content, I want to just do YouTube, I want to I want people to see what's going on behind the scenes. I want people to to know what's going on and then to have a, a close access to it. Uh, by the way, guys, my Instagram just got selected for um uh subscription models so i like i got a (laughs) cheap cheap little tier on there i'm going to start posting like all behind the scenes stuff on instagram if you want to see it i just i want to give the content i just have to have the time i need help i need help somebody to come in you know i've got i've got some state-of-the-art camera gear i've got the best computers imaginable i just need somebody to sit at the table help me film and do camera work and and get paid for it and that's just something i'm looking at doing this year because i really want to I want to give people more insight into what goes on here on a daily basis because at the end of the day, I don't do everything right either. Some, I might put a couple of snakes together where somebody's already done it, already seen it, and they're like, ah, it wasn't a good direction. Maybe try this instead. Like you can learn from your viewers as much as they could learn from you. And I just, yeah. I really want to get the content back out there, not to go off too far ahead. You know how I like to talk. So I apologize. You're good, <laughs> bud. I'm I, think, looking, I, I'm, I, think,
2: I think every episode we've had has been well over three hours that's just how that's like the norm i feel well like. i
0: worked in car sales for almost a decade so <laughs> i can talk forever dude forever. but
2: but but you know what's funny is like bro like you know just now that they're winding up the, the the views have gone down a little But bro we've had well over 115 people tapped in this entire time so we're not talking about bullshit here you know what i mean so that's why it's always a good time when you're on the show and and when i have you back on think about how much time you're, how much you've already learned throughout that time where it's going to be another great episode Yeah, it's been a year
0: right it's been Since over a year time. it's
2: been over a year for sure
0: yeah i learned um, so much in that year i mean like i said it was my first breakout year over over 25 clutches and or i think i ended up with like 23 after the losses due to the incubator but anyways it's still a big year for me and and uh there's there's so many snakes and hold back racks i have so many snakes that are for sale i got so many duties and things that goes on in the roads i have so much content i just need to get help to get that content out there and i want to show people all of this stuff so i'm excited for for this year hopefully we can make that happen with with some help
2: other than that message what do you have to say to all the people out there who know how legit jp uh reptiles is all your supporters all the ones who've been believing in you all the ones tapping in tonight What what's your message to everyone out there jp
0: just want to say a big thank you to everybody and um you know really appreciate all the support um I appreciate your interest as well. I get a lot of inquiries too, and and you don't need to to pretend or want to buy a snake from me to talk to me. Anybody can message me anytime because I get a lot of people that message me as as interest in a snake as a segue into a conversation. Guys, I will converse with anybody. If you have a question, or you you need help, or you want my perspective on a pairing or whatever, just send me a DM, send me a message. I will I will answer you. I don't need to get paid to answer you. I don't need you to to pretend to want to buy a snake for me to answer you i get you know sometimes 100 plus comments on an instagram post i answer all of them i will answer everybody in due time so don't be a shy don't be a stranger you know i love taking the time and and chatting with everybody
2: well give it up to one of my favorite new breeder on the block ever at a candidate can
0: can i really be classified as a new breeder still or when am i going to progress out of
2: that well i mean i mean hold on first (laughs) and foremost i i think i think i've only had you on a monday once and that was last year i had you on a monday but you've always been a thursday night guy bro and but 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 i always say if you're five years and under you're still a new breeder and and i still i feel you're at that mark like this is year six for you or year five This will be
0: year five year five. So yours dude. I while this will be year four breeding, right? So this is five with animals.
2: I'm five years I'm now coming out of my new breeder phase. You got one more year under your
0: belt, buddy You're doing good the next time we do a show. I will no longer be the new breeder on the block
2: Yeah, even though even though you have a thursday night slot like I said, you you've had main main event slots like i said you're you're not a typical new breeder you're not you're not buddy but listen this is what makes you jp and i gotta say thank you jp for not only being yourself but being a huge supporter of the trap and all the people in the industry but that's a wrap for jp reptiles that's jordan Pizarosa from canada
0: ladies and gentlemen Pizzo Russo. Pizzo
2: Rosa. that's what i said god damn
0: it ask me what my middle name is what's your middle name giuseppe <laughs>
2: Dude, that is Italian as fuck. Yeah, oh I shouldn't god. have said that
0: live. Oh my god, what oh. did I do? Clip this out when you repost this, this. We're still
2: live. We're not done. We're still live. Oh okay. crap. All right. All right. Have a good night, bro. Thank you so much. All right. JP. Cheers.
0: Thanks, everybody. Thank you All so right. much. Bye guys.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this guy's something else. He makes me laugh so much. Thank you to everyone who tapped in. Uh, three hours, 35 minutes. What a great episode. Nothing but great content, nothing but great information. Knowledge was next level, especially if you're in the ball python game. I'm telling you right now, this was great. So make sure you repost it, make sure you share it. Let your friends know if you're in the game, this is the type of shit you need to be listening to. Subscribe to the Trap Talk Reptile podcast, and you will be on top of your game because of people like JP and the like people like big Willie style out of RCR. Guys. Be ready because like i said this was episode 299 canada i'm not done with you here's the thing when i go to canada i gotta stick around canada for a little bit so i'm gonna celebrate my 300th episode with who is in my eyes my tree monitor hero this guy right here when it comes to tree monitors nobody's doing it like him i feel like i mean i mean i have other people who I respect and I love in the Tree Monitor game, but when it comes to this guy, he is the fucking man. Who is it you ask? The man, Brandon Van Aston, out of Canada, Canadian cold blood, coming to the Trap Talk YouTube channel Sunday, four o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Come celebrate episode 300 with me, and then make sure you attend the Trap Talk after party happening Sunday for Patreon members. That's right. If you're looking for exclusive content, if you want to tap into that next level type shit, then make sure you go down to the very first link that you see in the description below. Click that link. Join the Trap Talk Patreon family. As soon as you join the Patreon family, you get a link to the Discord, which taps you in with over 150 trappers. And I cannot wait to meet you. Come join us. Come follow me on Instagram as well. Trap talk god 619 and make sure you go follow the podcast's instagram page as well trap talk god podcast excuse me the trap talk podcast and trap talk podcast on facebook guys thank you for all the love and support tonight and really thank you for tapping in for my boy jordan and for the homie will this was an iconic trap talk episode and i gotta tell you every episode i have with jp super never missing the fact that i just had will on the show this is going to be a banger and you already know everyone have a good night Please go follow JP Reptiles. Go follow RCR um, on on Instagram and go follow your boy. And I'm out. Cheers.